You are listening to the Homebrew Podcast, brought to you by these misguided, drunken idiots you're about to hear. As famed dungeon master Garth Brooks once said, on never trusting even the best laid plans. Cause I got rolls in low places. Yeah, my crit fail resounds and the body chases my goons away. That's how we play. Hey, and welcome to Homebrew, the show where we avoid the root and toot and crushing dullness of everyday life using our two favorite forms of escapism, alcohol, and you hear Duns and Dragons. You yeah, can do right. accents. I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption recently. Ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> Hello, how is everyone? Uh, I'm just pouring a beer, so don't mind me talking amongst yourselves. If this is your first time watching, uh, what we are is a Dungeons & Dragons homebrew campaign, which is loosely inspired by Irish mythology and, and where we're from, Ireland. Uh, and it's shaped, it's sort of world-built by the drinks and brews we have at the table while we're playing. So we'll be kind of drinking along, sipping on some some alks and non-alks, some nab labs, as they say, non-alcoholic and low-alcoholic beverages, as well as some habs, high-alcoholic beverages. Wow. This for, is a yeah. fine bargain here. That's good. Nab lab hab. Um, speaking of, what's everyone... What's everyone drinking? Start with the audience first, and then we'll... No, nah, we'll start with us. Um, just wait. Oh, yeah, just uh, fax it to us. Um, <laughs> Wes, Wes what, are you, what are you drinking this week? Uh, this week, I'm back on the Beaver Town. Um, mostly neck oil, which proved to be quite delicious last time I had it. And we're also trying Passion Phantom, which is a passion fruit uh, IPA, which I'm very excited about. And open that first, I think, actually. And neck oil is the champagne of the, the baths we're currently in. Yes, so neck oil is the champagne of this world, yes. Oh, <laughs> Legally speaking, we cannot call it the champagne of beers. That is already No, taken. that's fair. That's kind of a thing. <laughs> but it is it the is champagne. It's 4.3 of... session IPA in reality and a posh fizzy drink in, in Hibernia. Mm, nice. Um, I will... I'll continue us on. I didn't. Re- I normally, in, in some setups, uh, I'm, I'm getting used to this new overlay. Wes is to my... Uh, stage right uh, no yeah no uh, I'm yeah. bottom I, no yeah you're, you're down there now that um, is my moment no. I was certainly not going to be last there, I was there's like, the turn you're on ca- uh, Ben she's <laughs> Lucy's camera right your camera left I'm camera right Keelan's camera left how oh, dare yes. you <laughs> <laughs> and we're tops and bottoms but yes you're right Lucy I should have <laughs> gone to you first uh, and I didn't and I apologize uh, that's I'm just a big old misogynist I will accept uh, so what are you what are you drinking I am. I'm. I'm feeling like a lady, a fancy lady. I'm having some Copperberg gin and tonic, strawberry, and like basically a lazy, lazy lady. Um, and I'm gonna have it in the wine glass. So it's a very oh, fancy glass. can, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This little Copperberg, you know, do gin like strawberry and lime gin and tonic. So that's classy okay. as fuck. Yeah, they're lovely. <laughs> have, well, sorry, they're lovely to look at. I haven't actually tried it yet, but yeah. that's half the flavor. Half the flavor yeah. comes from that. The um. Yeah, as you pour that, which uh, it does, I'm confused the Copperberger doing it. Sorry, that took me out of the, I was immersed in the show. It's a Copperberg doing gin. Stay in your lane. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? Which is this? Is this a nab lab, a nab lab, a hab lab? I know, right? Copperberg mixed, perfectly mixed with lemonade. Are they the lemonade part? Are they the gin part? What are they doing? Who knows? Do we have a character Copperberg already? We must. We did. We had a Carlsberg. 
Did we have a Copperberg? <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, yeah, well, yeah <laughs> Carlsberg, I think, was pre-stream. And uh, Copperberg, uh, did we not? Uh, very early doors have a Copperberg, like somewhere near... Oh, we might have. Was, um, Copperberg is a nice Carl, name. Carlsberg maybe, was maybe a butler. That, that Copperberg was a butler, that's true. But that was pre-stream, so it won't be of any use to any of our hardcore fans. <laughs> okay, well, I might. we might pull pull that one out. Copperberg's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Copperberg of the birds. Mm. He sounds like he got a the birds who would know the information we need, or he will have just come to this country and not have very strong common. <laughs> I'm here selling my wares. I'm Copperberg. Go <laughs> to Copperberg's fine emporium. And Silverberg and, and Goldberg. And the Saxfilbergs. Yeah. Uh, I was about to call you Hook. That, that isn't happening yet. Keelan! <laughs> what, uh, what are you sipping on? I am drinking a Siren juice em up Tropical Sour. Uh, I've just ordered in a bunch of sours. I have them all here beside me. I'm incredibly excited to drink all of them. Uh, this is delicious. It's kind of like, uh, I think, pineapple and uh, other things. It's like Lilt as a beer. Kind of. Just delicious. So, in that remember Lilt? Sperm, or, yeah, uh, I, I remember Lilt fondly, very fondly. It is, it is funny how they got that rumor of, of killing your spouse. What was that about? I don't know. <laughs> how, how did that playground rumor exist? Oh, why were people in the playground that concerned? Yeah, it's going to kill my, my, my teeny bop sperm. <laughs> um, so you, really, Lilt is teen siren. As in, yeah, like it's, yeah in the same way that Sidona is uh, teen cider. They were a bit more on the nose with, it, with the names. Yes. Um, what am I drinking? I'm drinking a lot of things. That sounds delicious, by the way, and I'm jealous of your horde of sours. Oh, uh, it's so good. There's mm. so many, like, just grapefruits and lemons and limes and raspberries. Uh, it's it's going to be great. This beaver time, by the way, is, is a little bit sour. You might like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the passion fruit. Mm. Mm. Good. Yeah, yeah, it sounded interesting. Is good. Ben, what are you drinking? Tell us all. I am drinking, well, I started, just like a couple of people in chat, I started with something from Cigar City, which uh, won the name of the brewery to set me off. I was like, Cigar City? That has to be, that's been the custom 1920s to build. <laughs> that's how anyone chooses their craft beer, in fairness. Yeah. Uh, this is a margarita goze, um, and there is another goze in chat. I believe someone's drinking a, uh, a mango lassi. I think that's our, our good friend, uh, Lindsay, with the lassi. Uh, and so cheers to your guys but I had this pre-stream I, I had a pre-streamer uh, and I've since switched to the Galway Bay Oktoberfest Marzen beer um, I was going to grab one of those yeah know. it's meant to be I would expect a Marzen to be quite smoky um, because or maybe I'm mistaking that for a Shirlenkala Marzen and the Shirlenkala is the smoky part um, but it is not as smoky as I expected it is nice though uh, in my classic yield tankard I'd expect a marzen to taste like almonds. That's a marzipan joke. It was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, it was, sorry, it was awful. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Doesn't even make any sense. It was helped by the fact that I have to immediately tell you. <laughs> there are a couple of announcements before we dive into the adventure. If you're watching along and enjoy playing tabletop role-playing games yourself, if you like amazing handcrafted dice trays and towers and vaults for your, your dice and minis and etc., even just somewhere to display, um, why don't you check out dakotairish.com? They are a long-standing show partner to us, Homebrew. Uh, and if you go onto their site and type in the promo code section, homebrew10, uh, if it's your first time buying something or first time using that code, uh, you get 10% off. 
not only that, but uh, the Good Irish have given us two sets of their Mossy Bones dice, which I will take out. Uh, literally two sets in my house, as in these, someone will win the dice that I'm currently touching. Um, you can roll may, a set of d20s that Ben has licked himself. I uh, have not licked these dice. Um, we're using yes, subscribers. Until someone wins the competition. No sanitizer. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, I have also included a couple of Humber stickers in the in each box, so so you get you get some of them as well. To win you these, to some, you have to show. You have to put them on somewhere someone can see. That's part of the deal. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> pull over a windshield of a car it would really give us. Yeah, good. that'd be great. Yeah. Actually, to send enough to do like a parking ticket thing, but just like <laughs> smother. They're they're not like look. The stickers are sticker quality. Uh, they're not sweet. Uh, I they'll last on your laptop for a little bit. They're temporary stickers, like temp tattoos, except they get real, you know, um, <laughs> difficult. To, like, that being said, the one on my my computer right now, it's doing well. So keep it away from sea air, I guess. That's the trick. Um, we are giving these away, these mossy bones, uh, on stream on October twenty seventh. So essentially, the stream like this one in a month's time. So not next episode, but the episode after for our kind of Halloween spectacular special. Um, one will go away live in chat. If you're watching live, you can uh, do our little keyword and over the break we'll give away to a winner there. Good chance. You know, our live audiences are a, a loyal and fearful bunch. So you have a really good chance of winning there. Slightly larger odds if you follow us on social, on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We'll be giving away a set to someone who follows us on our social channels. So if you're in chat, what you could do is tell all your friends about the show. Just tell them about the social part. And then not the live stream part. And then you can be like, aha, keep the numbers down for to win those massive bones for yourself. And look, we're not gonna we're not gonna stay to play clean. That's perfectly fine. You're doing us a favor by telling people about the show. We're we really appreciate that. So uh they're the two sets. That's how we're gonna give them away. Um that is the end of my Dakota spiel. Um I believe before I get into to thanking tech, I believe there's an announcement from Lucy. Yeah, this is just a general, like a PSA to anyone who is right now, they've got this on YouTube, but they've covered their phone in duct tape before they throw it in like the basket of their bicycle as they cycle around town and they're like, they're listening to it. You don't have to do that. It's a podcast. You can listen to our podcast app. Um, so yeah, I just want to save you that time and duct tape and look for Home Request on any podcast app and listen there, subscribe there and um, yeah, experience it all in your ears. But yeah, if we, you we have are... eyes, if you are a person that also has eyes... <laughs> Wesley, I did not say it was your week's announcement. Hit the subscribe button under this video. If you're listening to this on the podcast and you can't see a subscribe button, go to your phone, take the duct tape off, pick it up, go to YouTube and search for Home Requests and subscribe to us, hit the bell, uh, press every button, like the thumbs up, even the thumbs down if you're feeling mean, like just anything, just anything. I crave attention and it, uh, it, it sustains me. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I'd like, to, I'd like to announce that you could... Um, Read a book. Uh, we haven't got a book. Yet. Just any book. You just uh, you could you could open a notebook and you could well, draw along what we're doing, and then you could send that to us, and we'll release that as a book. If you like this show, you will like this book. Um, I do have a book recommendation. I picked it up and I've started reading it. Uh, nothing to do with fantasy adventure, but it's called Connemara, Listening to the Wind, and it's just really great descriptions of like the bogs of Connemara and the hills. It's uh, it's delightful. That's um, a thick book for descriptions of the bogs of Connemara. I reckon after oh. the descriptions, I'd be like, I need a different book. Do you like Lord of the Rings, especially the chapters he dedicates to describing trees and leaves? You'll love this book. Character in Tolkien's work is the dirt. I just find it a character in and of itself. 
it's it's great if you like uh, a lo-fi read <laughs> that is um if you bring it into your toilet it's, it's technically a blog book your lo-fi background reading music <laughs> yeah um that's us from the humber book club and humber announcements and humber everything honestly we are um we're really hitting our stride in the show so everything you've been doing so far has been great telling friends uh kind of drumming up those numbers the really awkward thing is you have to keep doing it because it's like every time we stream, just keep pushing people our direction until they until they stick, like uh, like sticky snow. Throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Um, cult. This is a cult. You yeah. just bring people into the cult, and sure, eventually we'll be a whole religion. Mm, that'd be nice. Yeah, we could beat out Jedi. Yeah, the Book of Brew. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Puck. Um, before we start the show, before we start the adventure, and before we peak too soon, uh, I want to say a huge thank you to our tech team, Paul and Angus. Uh, Paul, you will see behind the screens, he is our man in the in the Jerry, computer room. This fucking death glare. <laughs> 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 and that's why we keep his camera off most of the time. <laughs> the show. Terrifying. Also, the only reason we thank him, because he's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> he's fueled by rage. <laughs> He's a he's a reverse barbarian. It's like using his bonus action. I would like to calm down. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's. I think we're in a. This is this is a good vibe. This is a good mood. Let's start the show. Um, thank you, thank you, Paul. Thank you, tech team. Thank you, Angus. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, loads. Thank you, loads. <laughs> now, without further ado, grab yourself a drink, pull up a chair, as we dive into a world where anything is possible but not always probable. Welcome back to the realm of Hibernia. And imagine, if you will, the feeling of a light morning breeze whipping by and the taste of sea salt in the air. Overhead, we can hear the abrasive call of hungry seagulls. And we see fisherfolk coming back with their daily catch sailing under the impressive land bridge and arched entrance to the docks of Inish Bay. High up above, in one of the large warehouse buildings which overlooks the harbour, we see a figure of a man in one of the windows, overlooking his fallen empire. His hair is dishevelled, his beard is overgrown, and on the desk behind him we see stacks upon stacks of debt collector notices and final warnings and half-paid bills and not very well-looking accountancy books. <laughs> the crunk of our accountancy books. Uh, we see shipping deeds, property deeds, investments in other Hibernian guilds, all sold to cover off his debt. A few remaining ships belonging to the Galway Bay Shipping Company lay dormant in the harbour. And despite all this ruin, this man prematurely graying, has a look of calm about him. For where there are sunken ships, there is sunken treasure. And while it will never be enough to pay off and restart the family business, who knows what mysterious treasures one might find in the deepest depths of the ocean. And after all, he always thought himself suited to a life of adventure. And we feel this sort of ripple out across the land of Hibernia as the world is changing, roads are being built, um, more and more monster attacks and and sort of failings and, and upkeep of the Fianna are happening all across the land and 
people are beginning to leave their houses again. They're beginning to explore. They're beginning to fear one day, two days away from their homes. They never go too far, of course, because the threat of the Black Hand keeps them somewhat satiated. But there's a curiosity building. There is sort of a fateful spark and a spirit of adventure carried on the wind. But that was then. And this is now, where we find ourselves in a rather calm and peaceful luxury spa retreat in the middle of a burning and fallen city of Drift. And we see three sexy, sexy adventurers making their way through the entrance. And Hulk, if you wouldn't mind catching the audience up on how the three of you find yourselves in the healing baths of Drift. Okay, so um, the start of the last episode, some kind of interdimensional portals had opened up. Some things were going down. There was a building which um, uh, makes sense to elves, was uh, an orphanage and uh, a radio building and like a school for children, something else, some other third thing that you don't want uh, people dying in. I mean, I don't know that we care that much about the radio people. Um, uh, that that was brought to life by a, a treant or an ant or a walking, talking tree thing, uh, in case you're not familiar with the lore. Um, that was brought to life. We had to fight that. That was fighting the city guards. We were going to sneak past it, but it was hard to convince Arlington not to go and attack all of the trees. Um, and there were a lot, to be fair to him, uh, of screaming children asking for help. Um, <laughs> so we decided to go with that. We fought them. That went well. Lucy, uh, or Iggy, amazingly teleported in to the orphans. She led them all to safety. Um, they all think a lot of Huck's punks now. They all want to grow up to be Huck's punks, or just Huck, you know, uh, as, as Huck would think. And, um, and uh, yeah, we didn't want to stick around with the guards, because, you know, the whole Fianna guard thing. There's a kind of loose civil war going on between the actual city and um, the Fianna, which are kind of like a group of mercenary side uh, side group, uh, militant side group, which sounds bad, uh, but they they help. They're the, you know they're an adventuring guild in in one way or another. Um, so we were sketchy about talking to the guards, but they were actually quite happy that we helped them and everyone else. And we told them they were regular civilians. We encouraged them to question um, what they've heard because they've heard that the Fianna have gone rogue. Um, and uh, we're obviously on the other side of that. Um, and to which we've gotten um, the captain of the guard, a man called Beaverton, uh, Lieutenant or, or Captain Beaverton. Um, I think it was a lieutenant's voice you were using, but a captain's character, uh, <laughs> as you called it. Um, yep. he, he has given us... Uh, Commitment to uh, 11 minutes to interview the uh, pirate queen uh, that we wish to talk to. Her name is on the tip of my tongue. Uh, it's not Abby de Vauclair. It is the other one. The one who looks like hand. What? She need a hand? I, yes. Uh, she, yeah. she has a name that is somewhat related to uh, this left-hand brewing company's Nitro getting ticky with it. Uh, she has a, a name from Trouble Brewing, the Fresh Prince of Kildare. Ah, the Fresh Prince of Kildare, yes. You'd think it'd be um, easier for me to remember that. Um, yes, so we have succeeded so far. We were going to break her out of the barracks, 
we now don't have to attack all of the guards. They're basically friendly to us or looking yeah, after us. Rule it out, we could, it's, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we have Arlington with us. Um, he's against friends um, as a general rule. Um, <laughs> so we've got that going for us, uh, which is good. But also, we needed to heal Arlington because he had uh, uh, one health, nothing to do with Huck. That was all on his own. Um, you know, uh, he gets injured. It's not always it's not always my fault. And um, we had to heal him. He got healed up a bit, but we've been brought by Cobra in the, in the Temple of Life, um, who, if you remember previously, has to help me finish off my curse, my geese, um, to turn full puka. I haven't quite divulged... I, I was a bit flippant as to exactly what happened. Um, I suspect that uh, I might have to be less flippant in this episode. Um, depends how Cobra uh, chooses to question me about it. And then um, she's brought us to these healing baths, which is actually this amazing spa, which will give us like uh, huge uh, boosts um, and is good for all the warriors in the local area. Your classic elven thing, really. And that's pretty much what happened in the last episode. That's yeah. That's that's pretty much uh, to a T. Very, um, very thorough. Yeah, pretty much beat by beat. Um, you have been brought to the healing baths of Drake, um, which are based on the uh, healing baths that the two of the Danann in Irish mythologies used. One was the Well of Slania, uh, and that's used during the Second Battle of Moytura, if you know uh, early Irish mythology. Um, which is essentially at the end of every battle, they would just go to this bath and heal right right the way back up to the very fierce annoyance of all their enemies because they're like didn't i kill you yesterday <laughs> sure did um but in in my twisted brain i turned it into a luxury spa and retreat because what is a healing bath if just not a nice place to chill tf out um and you've been met by a um i wouldn't necessarily say gaunt but a thin looking elven man who is in these sort of very fancy silken and embroidered robes i don't know if i gave them a color last week um but they are this sort of deep reddish brown and the thread is quite a uh, quite a sparkling gold and even in this place the there was almost a point where you walked in and the hush just fell upon you silence sort of surrounded you and even though it was kind of busy screaming bustling fallen city behind you this is just peaceful um, and he sort of floats as he as he hands you out brochures to the healing bats of Drake and goes, here's some brews at your will and we will, of course, find the treatment that is best for you and puts you at ease. And you're led um, further into the healing bats, which sit on a slight incline away from the river in Drake. There's not too many um, patrons about. You spot one or two individuals. You see a couple sitting in a wooden nest that's sort of overspilling with steam. Uh, and ahead of you, Cobra and the attendant speak. And they're speaking in hushed tones as they lead you toward a courtyard. You hear a pleasant birdsong fill the air. There is a light sort of mist that hugs the ground. And it gives the impression that you're all sort of floating on clouds as you walk through. Um, and as you step into this courtyard, you see a small stone temple with a domed light blue top. It almost looks like it's carved from sapphire. And the attendant turns around and goes... I shall um, give you a moment to uh, settle yourselves and fetch you all some light refreshments. Uh, Cobra, I will um, also prepare the ritual chamber for you, as you discussed for, well, I guess, this fellow here and gestures I, uh, towards you, Huck. 
and and this guy just kind of glides away uh, past a an elf playing the pan pipes who's dressed like a little fawn. Uh, which, oh, man, if only I had a little fawn by White Hag. <laughs> <laughs> I fully thought you were just going to pull one out there and be like, yeah. ah, it's oh, all been leading to this. It's in my fridge. Well, he can't be called that now. He can't be a little fawn. He'll have to be a little... No, unfortunately, no. Yeah, he is a little... Um, he's a little Margarita Gose. They're a yeah, type of fey creature. The same. No. He's a little pina colada wheat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little pina colada. Yeah. He's a little pina colada, that famous Feywild creature. Um, with thick uh, pineapple-like hooves and uh, grass-like hair and always carrying a tiny little paper uh, parasol uh, as he plays his panpipes. That's a... Uh, I, I, look, we miss Angus. He's a sad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw... Is there anything... You, you're kind of faced with this moment? Hmm? Yeah. Sorry, you mentioned the paper parasol. I think I saw that, oh uh, yeah, this is going to be bad, because I don't remember the guy's name, and I'm pretty sure it's that he died, but the, I think the person who invented the paper parasol in cocktails, or I was the first person to put one in a cocktail, um, uh, let's say allegedly, uh, what died, or or had his birthday. Um, let's hope for that. But I think it was I'm bad. surprised that he's, like, that they're so new of a thing, that, like, it wasn't, like... Well, you're talking, 1800s. you know, slightly less than... Yeah, no, it wasn't 1800s. I don't know how big cocktails are. I think it is a Hawaiian drink. It's a blue Hawaiian drink. I don't even think it was a 70s thing, like... Yeah. Uh, look, Oscar Wilde was sipping on some sweet tales um, in Paris, in, in Petit Paris. Yeah, but with, but with parasols? True. Well, that's, that's where they got the name, parasols in Paris, you know, so... I feel like if they existed, Oscar Wilde would have had some in his hair or something, like... I think that might have outed him. <laughs> Fair. That that okay. would have been the final straw. So yeah. I suspect that flamboyant gentleman. No, the, fi- the final straw would still have been in the drink. It was only the parasols that was in the. Mm. Cobra turns to you um, as you all sort of stand in, I guess, awe or silence as you take this in, uh, and and whispers. I'm kind of doubled over, bleeding heavily, but very impressed by everything. Well, you did, <laughs> did you get not get healed? He did he got get healed in the Temple of Lem, life. Oh, sorry, yes, you're absolutely right. I'm I skipped awe. over the bit where you were healed in my recap, and you seem to have forgotten it happened. <laughs> sorry yeah. about that. Sorry. You demanded that, like, a harem of people heal you all at once in yeah. the perfect area. You had, you had a, you had a like quick Spider-Man. healing smoke. <laughs> mm. All right, then I'm just Yes, gonna... you blazed it with the Temple of Life guy, and you had a quick yes, toke, and it brought you back up to full. My fucking uh, inventory, I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know how we even got to that but it was late in the game so look, there was these a reason on the camera what it was it was bad so maybe it was one of our beers um, <laughs> maybe our beer was called blazing it with sir blaze um so cobra pulls you aside hook and she's not necessarily being secretive again her hushed tone is more about keeping respecting the silence that sort of permeates this area um and says uh, listen um look hook I, I have to let you know that the, the ritual is it is dangerous and there is no guarantee of success. It, it's all right. So I've gone success. off. I've gone off and done a whole. Th- I mean, just getting the seed thing <laughs> was dangerous. Uh, I thought this part would be the easy part. You're saying this tough. This is tough. Well, it's just. That I mean, to, I don't like that. An aspect of oneself, you know, a, a sacrifice must be made. And and I'm sure when the 
the curse was put upon you. You, you lost something of yourself at the time. But That's working true. together, we, we can minimize the risk. We can reduce the long-term effects of anything that might go wrong. Okay, so what do we need to do? Well, well, the ritual itself will take an hour, as I said. Um, the preparation might take longer, and and our friend there, I'm happy to pick a beer in front of me for a name, unless someone else has a name for Elf Attendant. Um, the oh, Passion the, Phantom. The, the tall, thin guy. The Passion Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, Beaver Town. Yeah, yeah. Passion Phantom. Phantom. Like All right, Passion Phantom. Let me... He's going to be weirdly sexual, isn't he? Yeah. He's <laughs> like the Phantom of the Opera, but he's the Phantom of this Bats. Mm. And his actually... original name was Sex Ghost, but they had to change it for, for his work hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So he went for the old double P, Passion Phantom. <laughs> Which is Our another feature there. you can go for on the secret part of the menu. <laughs> the double P. Um. I'm going to write Passion Phantom down, throw a fantasy apostrophe in here, a little squiggle, and Cobra is going to pronounce it. Our friend there, Passion Phantoin. <laughs> and that's how we've made it. St- Passion Phantoin. Is, is he a scion? A I scion think his name is probably spelled like we would spell it, but this person is illiterate. <laughs> oh, it's spelled Passion Phantom, but there's apostrophe, so squiggles. Oh, obviously, there. this is how you pronounce it. In Elvish, it's pronounced Poseidon Phantom. <laughs> in, in that classic way that elves pronounce things. Is That's Copenhagen? Our friend there, Poseidon Phantom, um, will prepare the chamber and, well, look, I might need to invite you in, but we I will have... need the help of your um, traveling companions. And oh. your voice has changed because I'm doing the arch that means healing bats. I need to do my other thing for her, which is this. <laughs> seamless. Totally seamless. From the old lady face. You, you seem to be squinting at me, but I'll get my pals. Uh, uh, yeah. What what do they yeah. need to do? Because they might be a bit, um, you know, un- unhelpful. I, what, I mean. Why would you say? I'd rather, they might ask me what I'm asking them. I mean, I'm asking them to come have a bath with me. Uh, so they might ask me why and what and how and which. And sure, once you explain why and what and how and which. Uh, but I don't know the, the the what they have to do <laughs> or the how. The what, yes. Um, well, a, a part of this part of this ritual hook is a, a bit of energy transference. And, and with the help of your friends, we can kind of siphon off some of their energy to help you. So it doesn't all come from you or me. Or the ritual itself, and and I will take. Um, uh, you, you did get the the bud from the tree. Oh, I yes, I I I, I yeah yeah. I've shown you anyway. It's there. Uh, here you go. She takes it and goes. I'm going to prepare the um, algae wrap and scrub for you with this, and and when you're ready, um, we will essentially be wrapping you in a thick mud or clay, uh, baking your body, and then helping it to expunge the curse. And, and I believe uh, some transformative effects is the is what you were going for, Huck. I, well, I think, yes, uh, you know, there's there's all sorts of madness going on. You can tell I'm a bit in between. So I figured something might change. Hmm. In which case, a, a strong a strong energy source or, 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 or sort of, um, how you say, like piston in the ground to 
to ground this will help. And, and your two friends could be the, the transvergence. Okay. I But piston uh, transference all of their energy to me. Great. I'll I'll convince them. <laughs> relax. Uh, enjoy some neck oil, and um, I'll be back for you. Uh, sure, we have time. I, if you need to uh, partake in any of the services here, I'm sure another attendant will be over to you. Uh, uh, I I will be just in here. The, this building you see here. I, the one a, that looks like sapphires. Ah, yes, with the sapphire dome. Uh, it's the ritual chamber. They don't use this for the general workings of the spa, but they do, uh, well, let's just say the Temple of Life and the Healing Bats have a sort of agreement. And uh, this is a room that helps us focus our energies to help folks like you. You are healed, but not um, relaxed. I've got gotcha. you. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Cobra scuttles away into the into this ritual chamber, uh, following uh, Passione Fantone. Passione Fantone. Passione Fantone. It's becoming um, more and more like a mob name, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you you double-crossed Passione Fantone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you, all, you all have a moment to yourselves, alone in this courtyard. Is there anything you'd like to do? Yeah, I think uh, Iggy is going to be, she's heard about this from her dad. Uh, he's mm -hmm. told about this, this sort of, um, this is something about what you come from. And so she is like fiercely, she's not on her slate, but on like a piece of paper she has, trying to like draw everything that she sees, thinking like if she gets to see him again, it's like, dad is so going to want to see these. And maybe like drawing a little version of her in them um, as well. Like basically being a, a tourist taking selfies at the baths and dipping like my paint in my lovely neck oil probably. And like just hurriedly painting clouds. Are you watching yeah, and your brushes and booze? <laughs> <laughs> one of the attendants has come over and hands you all flutes of neck oil. Um, as you grab the scruff of the neck and then just start shoveling the rest of the glasses in, like, but just so he doesn't escape with the rest of the flutes. <laughs> now, 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 Arlington. Uh, there's only so much neck oil to go around. I've had a very hard day. You don't go anywhere until I'm done drinking. I, perhaps it's best if you leave us the bottle, and if Arlington leaves the attendant alone, or at least puts him down. I'll trade you for the bottle. And his little dangling legs uh, floating above this mist just kind of land down. He goes, uh, uh, very well, sir, I shall bring you a magnum. And he I don't know what away. that is, but it sounds big. Good man. It's an ice cream. <laughs> What's an ice cream? It's like frozen milk. Why would you freeze milk? Oh, well, it's difficult to do. I've only ever seen it done by magic. Oh, okay, this has been less than informative. I just want my drinks. <laughs> you do hear uh, over the over the calm of the healing bats and in the din of the city, just sort of a very um, low-fi, like low-tech kind of whistling melody. Like... And you do know that that is the Ice Cream Man of Drift, uh, the <laughs> one of the mightiest wizards of all of Hibernia, uh, serving his frozen treats to all the kids uh, as he as he gets in his merry little wagon through the city. And that uh, means that he's out of ice cream, so to not go out. Beware my haunting tune, children. There are fires about. <laughs> <laughs> These hot, hot fires of Ivernia have you in the mood for some ice cream. Please, dear, don't go in and sell ice cream. There are fires. That means it's hot. The children need to be cooled down, dear. I'll be back when I'm finished, when I've shifted my wares. No. I just got this big magnum order. 
the attendant comes back with quite a large uh, bottle of neck oil uh, and leaves it with you and scuttles away before you can grab him again. He's quick, this one. He's the wild definitely attendant. go for him, so it's, it's good that he moves yeah. quick. Uh, well, you can roll if you want. You can... I know, it's better if he escapes. I just wanted to be scared. <laughs> Um, and you are again in this quite pleasant courtyard there's a little fountain water feature um, spitting away uh, playing playing its own tune and again you're alone except for this one elf uh, who is playing his pan pipes not one of the flutes technically one of the several flutes, flutes. It's like a, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's just drinking all the flutes of neck oil and then playing them in a <laughs> elaborate uh, artificer <laughs> contraption um I uh I just before we all have a, a wee relax there, uh I was talking to Cobra about the you know, the ritual and uh I might need your help uh to sort out the ritual. She didn't give me all the specifics, but you know, it's just it's the general kind of being around there and being close and lending me your energy and your vibes. Uh, well, well, hold, hold up on that last bit there now. Lending you our energy, do we get I it back? How does that your, work? Your goodwill and your vibes. Sure. I don't have those. I. That's not true, Arlington. No, I, I was We've had lots of vibes. goodwills and vibes. I've never vibed in my life. I. That's not true. We've had so many vibes. So we were just vibing the other day. You mean when I was screaming and swinging? And, does that count as vibes when I'm when I'm real mad? Uh, that's basically vibes. Oh. I can vibe. That's learning a lot about myself here. Maybe I, it's but the it'll neck be oil. a different type of vibe. In the ritual, there'll be less, probably less killing folk. Although, you know, what happened the last time I did anything to do with this cobra, we all had to attack a big shadow and everyone died. So it's probably as well you're there ready to vibe. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, we'll be killing the, the curse. So that's right. that's violent. Right, we, we could sort out this curse. We could get everything done. And then we never have to go to the Temple of Life ever again. Okay, it's just the last time I was directly involved with your magic, I sort of stopped existing, so you can understand my hesitancy. Aye, well, we never proved that it was anything to do with my magic. <laughs> a lot of things were going on. We were inside a tree. We were fighting shadows. Well, I'm not going to argue with you, because um, I'll probably get a headache or a nosebleed, but... Um, I mean, if they keep bringing this neck all up, I'll, I'll give it a go. And also, that seaweed wrap sounds pretty good. I mean, whatever. It's whatever, but I'll do it. It's fine. All right, we can Speaking do, of, that's the can do the things. Um, you do notice that this neck oil, um, I don't think any of you would have ever had this world's version of champagne before. Oh, definitely um, not. Definitely not. I, I, yeah, I don't think so. Um, but it tastes like ash. Like, it's it's really disgusting tasting. Like, there's just no... It's not even like there's no flavor. It's that there's, like, an active... Like, it's taking... If you if even trying to remember what good food tastes like, it's taking that flavor away from you. Uh, why did you insist on having the whole bottle of this? Uh, I don't think it tastes good. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, like, it's... Maybe I have a more sophisticated palate than you assumed because I'm big and strong and handsome. But I can also have good taste in alcohol. I... Yes, I never had you pegged for one who liked neck oil. You know, well, the great, I'm, the greater things I'm a complicated person. I'm, uh, I've got depth and vibes and neck oil. So and little and a little width these days, huh? Uh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> 
an attendant comes over um, and says to you, um, would any of you like to partake in uh, one of our services today? Uh, we got to pull a ghost out of this boy's blood, um, I think, is probably a priority. Um, uh, all right, we've got that, and we've got some time. Um, I think they have to set up. How long does any of the particular majiggers take? Well, well depending on which uh, uh, treatment or luxury you, you go for, anywhere between... Oh, you have time to spare, Shirley, if you're at the healing baths of Drip. I, I mean, if you, I mean it's, look, okay, I guess we got time to kill. We're not going anywhere else. We're already here. I guess, you know, sword to my throat, I could go for a sea salt scrub and a seaweed self body nourishing wrap. If you've got one ready to go, I could try it, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and would you be needing... Oh, sorry, um, m'lady... No, nope. I think she's frozen. <laughs> that was perfectly timed. No, she's gone. <laughs> oh no, she's back. Uh, I thought you were all just listening really intently. No, it was, it was like Edie <laughs> froze at the idea of being called a lady. She's like, oh, <laughs> that's never happened before. The, the, sorry, the just... has been waiting patiently. It's like seconds have <laughs> passed, and just, mm-hmm. It's saying, painfully uh, awkward. Our, our friend here has just been. He's a little, a little. Uh, little off lately, a bit touchy. Do you have maybe some extra cucumbers or something that maybe could lift his mood a little bit? I hope you don't mind me saying. Oh, and, and from behind his robe, he pulls out like a tray of uh, quite delightful looking uh, little nibbles and bites. Well, perhaps you'd like to partake in some of our energy balls? I can try one. How, how big are they? Uh, they're like... They're like ball bearings to Arlington's big meaty mitts, but um, they're about the size of a classic uh, ping pong ball. A meat the ball. A meat ball, yeah, 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 yeah. Something Passoni Fantoma would have had in the old country. Uh, (laughs) Look just like my mother used to make. (laughs) Yeah, I'll grab a fistful of those bad boys and just shovel them into my big mouth. Oh, they taste like ash. Um, (laughs) They are disgusting Mm. tasting. That's um, really good. Make a constitution saving throw. Oh no. <laughs> uh, that is twenty with my plus five modifier. Wow. Yeah, it's it's um you resist the urge to wash down the lack of flavor with neck oil because you're like, that's just gonna compound the situation. It's not gonna be <laughs> yeah. in any way good. Um but this tastes like soil in your mouth. Like it's just oh it's gross. It's it's like you've just chomped a bunch of dirty bog water and murky murky tough. And Andy, it's like I even wish text- I hadn't been reading that book on the descriptions of bogs and bog water. <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks Tim. Tim Robinson for murky <laughs> and turf. <laughs> it's it is just a book you're like ah the sunset it looked beautiful the grass smelled lush the dirt tasted like <laughs> like you start describing how these things taste. Dot, dot, dot. dirt <laughs> yeah what do you want from me um, grass when you rub it under your under your arms uh, it's extra moist it's strange and just starts yeah it's like, like, it's you know the way that like a deodorant ball but Arlington <laughs> just ate it. <laughs> They are, um, they don't even taste like, like the texture of them is nothing like the texture of what you assume is like a nice sort of wrapped um, sweet ball of seeds and nuts. As in when you even go into it, it just like it crumbles in your mouth into just, um, like you've taken a swig from a can and didn't realize there was a cigarette butt in the bottom of it. Uh, and that's that's the flavor you're getting. 
uh, oh. from these energy balls. I'm Why does this uh, feel like a vegetarian getting revenge? <laughs> my food tastes great. <laughs> no, I mean, as in, uh, never mind. For the rarities <laughs> could have gotten before. Um, can I ask, are you better at being a spa than you are at cooking? <laughs> Did you just call me a... Never mind. Um, <laughs> the... Well, we have some of the finest chefs in all the land. I, I, I don't know what you're... Right, and, and they're to. off today, or, or they're, <laughs> they're not working well because the whole... You know the whole city's on fire? Yes, and never has there been a time in greater need in which a bit of relaxation to just let the world melt away. That well, um, melt away is half of what it'll be doing, I'm sure. Um, Grant, Grant, thank you for the energy balls. Uh, can I... Oh, you know what? I'm just going to spit it into a bit of my cloak and then, then drop it down. Yeah, so, uh, so, so one uh, sea salt scrub and seaweed salve body nourish wrap for the tall gentleman and for the small gentleman. That's that's uh, that's me, is it? <laughs> I'm just impressed you responded to it. <laughs> I um I will go with uh, an aloe thing, algae wrap. I'll go with an algae wrap. Ah, uh, yes. I think I'm already getting one, but, you know. You might be getting an algae wrap followed by a um, hot stone energy transference. Is that what you're referring to? Aye, yes. That sounds great. I love hot stones. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever. And, um, m'lady? Um, I, I, I might. I, may, maybe I might. Probably not necessary. Probably don't need it. Probably won't help at all. Can I maybe get the forget-me-not uh, mask? Of um, you know, mind helping. Goodness. The mask of mind helping. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard it's unforgettable. <laughs> I was going to um, recommend that for yourself. Yes, the uh, forget me not gel mask and aromatic head compress. Uh, because mm. it's, it smells nice. Yes. Okay. I'll one, please. Absolutely. And um, uh, shall you be paying upfront or settle the bill at the end altogether? At the end, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay once no one, I know no one's stuck any seaweed up my ass or something. As you Although don't I'm want not the... against it, I'd, it will depend on whether or not I like it. <laughs> the seaweed enema is extra, yes. Well, well, let's just see how we go. Uh, and will any of you be needing a, um, a leaf of modesty? No. I'll take three. Three. What's modesty? Ah, yes. Um, well, by all means, and, and with a wave of their hand, they, they kind of instruct you towards some kind of private rooms to be like, if you'd like to disrobe and leave all your belongings in there, I'm sure they will be perfectly safe. You can even set a password as you leave and enter any sort of uh, verbal trigger, and that will open the door only to your uh, particular vocal delights. Okay. Hey, very fancy. Okay. Do we each yeah. get a room, or does we all have to put ourselves in the same room? <laughs> Uh, you can all get a private room unless it's something you specifically would like. I can have it arranged. We're not no. there yet, little man. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and you're led towards uh, uh, these wooden huts. Uh, they're basically the exchange rooms, uh, places to get in the nip. Uh, Iggy, you were the only one who opted for a leaf of modesty, uh, right. which you find in the room, and that is to cover your, your, you know, your private parts for a little bit of modesty. So, like a fig leaf in Genesis, uh, you can use them. And they will magically stay and protect uh, any onlookers from anything you want covered. Uh, Arlington and Hook, uh, your bits are on display. What yeah. can I say? That's fine. 
Uh, Hook, you're quite small. The mist might cover a little mist. <laughs> 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 I mean, it'll cover it'll cover the rabbit's feet. Nice. I mean, in fairness, Probably we saw we saw Arlington's the... junk in like episode three, I think, if I remember. <laughs> so, yeah, I think so. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. Um, and and one by one, you're all led to your own private rooms. Um, in the corner, there is a small bowl, and you see the attendant. They're all elves. Um. You, there are some uh, variation of like quite youthful looking. You're not sure if that's through their actual age or if through simply being employees at the spa and having spa discounts for employees that they've just naturally made themselves look kind of more glowing and radiant. Uh, they're quite, they're all quite beautiful um, in, in their own unique ways. And they instruct you towards a stone table. Uh, Arlington. As as the person who kind of talked first, you 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 feel as you lie down on this uh, cold stone, you went for um, the sea salt scrub and seaweed salve body nourish wrap, um, and in front of you, uh, this elf goes, "Is this your first time to the healing baths, sir?" Uh, yeah, it's not not normally my thing. Ah. Yes, yes. Well, I'm just going to out. prepare. <laughs> As you hear from the thin walls between you, you are all uh, lined up in, in, in uh, thin walls. Um, you can all be in joint rooms. You can have these massages side by side if you want to romance it up. Uh, that is all up to you. I don't mind. I don't think Arlen has any shame. But I, yeah, maybe just like curtains separating or something. That's like You're in the same room, but not in the same room. It's like a wall that doesn't go all the way up to the ceiling. I was able to yell across. Um, and you hear from inside your room, like, huh, I'm very clever, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this, this attendant goes, I'm just going to uh, prepare some of my materials. I shall be back shortly. And Arlington, as you, as you lie down, you feel just these kind of very tender hands on the stone table to start giving you a massage. Oh, you got back quickly. There is no response. Yeah. Uh, Huck, in your room, um, similar things happen to, to all three of you. And for the sake of brevity, um, you you go through what is quite a relaxing, quite a enjoyable, if not somewhat stinky. And in between each kind of stage of the treatment, you're instructed towards a freestanding uh, sort of shower room where you're there to kind of wash off the scrub and wash off the wrap and wash off kind of any sort of materials and oils and and general uh, relaxants they use upon you. Um, you do feel, Arlington, you feel as this seaweed salve sort of wraps around you and you're getting that smell of kind of when the tide's out uh, mm. and, and a, a ship sort of banked on, in the harbour. You feel your muscles. Yeah. Yeah, 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 classic. The fishes have been fucking and you can <laughs> smell straight through. Um, no, it's relaxing. And there is, again, this music kind of permeates. And these little stone um, bowls have been lit. And it's kind of various colors just sort of flickering through. Um, uh, it's not your typical flames. You know, you're getting kind of light teals, um, very calm looking purples. They're all kind of pastels. And it helps sort of dull everything. For a moment, you do all forget that the world will, might end in a month, um, which is nice. You are allowed to have your thoughts sort of drift away. And yeah, you do feel your muscles sort of 
soaking in this energy, especially kind of as this person wraps their arms around you and kind of works their way down your biceps and your inner thigh. And oh. um, there's almost a feeling of a hard day's workout. And you notice at the end of your treatment that looking back up at the self, they are a little more sallow in their form. Um, the kind of glowing radiance they have has sort of dimmed a little bit. They don't look tired by any means, um, but they do look less than. Mm. But and are, that's, that's our inner thighs radiant? Your, uh, your uh, inner thighs are untouched. Oh. Uh, they're focusing just purely on your head with an aromatic head compress as they kind of work so their fingers. All my strength comes from my groin. <laughs> like the physical prowess. It all starts from the ground up. Uh, no, you get a you get a good old full body uh, scrub. Um, hope you find it. I want you to roll a. What would you call it? I guess roll a. Wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, this is to to fill you in. You've been wrapped. Oh, in natural twenty. Seaweed. Nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to get my natural twenty. <laughs> You who this is the first time potentially in your life you've managed to stay still for an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there was at the very beginning, you were beginning to get a little bit nervous that like you wouldn't be able to move in this sort of uh, seaweed wrap because they did kind of pin your hands down around you and sort of work your body back and forth. Um, and especially as these hot stones were kind of placed on your back, you kind of felt like you couldn't shimmy. But with your wisdom saving throw, you sort of just started to daydream. Uh, is there anything in particular Hook might daydream about? Um, I don't know. I mean, at the moment, it'd probably be uh, life as a puka, or you know, things trying trying to come back to his actual memories. Uh, I don't know about daydreaming. Yeah, the fonder things, as in trying to come up with the pleasant memories of it. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like you are, you're about to go through this um, potentially, well, like definitely life changing, but potentially dangerous ritual, and you start to fill in. This this gives you an opportunity to sort of fill in some of the still patchy parts that you'd forgotten, and and after this treatment, you do get the feeling um, you've remembered everything, um, and so that's with where that, I you left feel, my pencil. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't that I was missing socks. I don't wear socks. Hmm. What's a sock? <laughs> that sense of knowing yourself gives you a presence, kind of grounds you, and you feel your constitution uh, boosted because of it. You Love feel it. a little bit more ready to take on the tougher things in life, knowing that there is peaceful days in your past and potentially peaceful days to come. Um, and and Iggy. Uh, your forget-me-not gel mask. So you're kind of lying face up in this uh, gel mask. And they do leave. There's one point where this has been placed on top and all three of your attendants have leapt at once. And again, you find yourselves alone in the middle of this. You can kind of converse or talk or whatever whatever you want. It's your time. This is your time. Um, I'm just going to start stretching, loosen up all the bits. <laughs> Yeah, you feel the stone table again, just sort of give you a quick massage uh, on the back. Uh, if you're still on it, I don't know if you are. Still. Oh, if it starts massaging me, I'll just I'll stay there and let that happen. Yeah, the stone table just keeps massaging you. Um, 
Iggy, what, what would you like to do as you're sort of given this moment of rest uh, with this cool, really soft sort of, uh, was it an algae mask? No, a forget-me-not. Uh, so yeah, you can see them kind of grind up these flower petals and then kind of lay them around. And throughout the entire ritual, this elf in front of you just kind of tosses these petals all around you. Um, and there's a light breeze in your room in particular. Uh, but they do leave and go, I will be back. Uh, please just take your time. Yeah, I, I'm uh, the the reason I got it is because I'm, I haven't always maybe been made the best decisions from a intelligence perspective. So I'm really I'm fully believing that these guys have um, all the powers from everything that my dad told me. And so I'm lying there just trying, like co- trying to concentrate and or, or trying to imagine what does concentrating feel like and trying to like think this is how I'm getting all the book smarts. They, like I'm maybe I'm picturing books and just trying to think like how does one work out the brain um you know that's what i'm, I'm all yeah. in. absolutely make a uh, make an intelligence saving throw oh no <laughs> that's what i'm here to fix um yeah it's an inter- interesting trade-off you can improve yourself but you have to be at least passable at it to begin with. Yeah, that was a, that's a seven that's okay um, you find as you start thinking and you know, as you're left alone you're a little bit frustrated because you're like books and, and even the idea of trying to think like where would I have seen a book before um, sets you off one way or another and you do you do remember that your, your father uh, being a farmer I believe uh, correct me if I'm wrong there yeah. didn't really keep books around the place wasn't the reading type but more the kind of sitting out and looking type um and would often sit outside your home kind of looking out over the the town because you guys lived a little bit away from the village itself and and beyond the village looking out over the valley and so you would often see these wonderful sunsets um yes sunsets <laughs> where you were facing a kind of dip below at widow's ravine and you remember one of the days being out there and hearing just some quite some rustic wisdom, which in and of itself was like a bit of intelligence. And it's that moment that you go, ah, it's not in books. It's in people. People and their wisdom and their ability to sort of keep you sharp and, and on your um, on your wits. That's where, you know, intelligence isn't always from scrolls. Or dusty old tombs. It can be just a way to understand how people react. And you knew it's in that moment that you pick up on a sudden clarity that your dad was always a happy person um, and always quite jovial. But there was a a sort of sadness from time to time when you caught him looking at you and he didn't think you were noticing. Um, and in that you kind of go, right, there's if I can read people, that's a way to show my smarts. Okay, and that that's going to be because then I, I'm thinking, and since I left my village, I have met so many people and have so many more p- interactions that I wouldn't have had, and that's just going to fill me with like a lovely glow all over, feeling like. Ah. Yeah, you do. Uh, and, and so you all come out of your various rituals. Um, Arlington, as you turn... Uh, back towards the table you just see like it it just sort of wink at you like, and they go shh has it got a face <laughs> uh for a moment yeah two little eyes and a little mouth come out of the stone table and just go shh 
I'm going to gently put a hand on the table and kind of move it a little bit and see if it responds. It, like, yeah, it leans up a little bit and goes, shh. <laughs> and then lies I'll, back down. I'll never forget you. I'm going to turn back to my room and get all my stuff. <laughs> and and it, it stays in that place, uh, seemingly happy. It wasn't malicious by any, uh, by any sense. And it wasn't, um, you don't feel, sorry, I should clarify, you don't feel violated. <laughs> No, it's no, just, I didn't think so. Like, there's an understanding here between <laughs> you and the table that it's like, yeah, sometimes us monsters have to hide in plate size. <laughs> We're the same, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> Me, a stone table with a face. You, a bugbear. We are one. That's about as deep um, as it goes, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have time for. Otherwise, the attendants will know I'm here. Uh, <laughs> they think it's just a stone table and then like, people seem to really like this painful bed mm-hmm. um, you all you make your way out and yeah for each of your rituals and treatments let me pull up my little brochure Arlington you get a plus one in strength Yeah. Uh, I realised I didn't get you to roll anything you didn't have to um, just so strong didn't need to I got just, it. So, just so strong you're paying uh, Plus, you had you had your own weird things going on with that mimic table. <laughs> <laughs> you had your own adventure to worry about. Um, you give me some things to think about. Yeah. Things. Well, you know, people. we all had mimic tables. Ar- Arlington's currently puzzling over the fact that am I disappointed they didn't stick seaweed up my ass? <laughs> <laughs> um, Hulk, your constitution improves by one. Yeah. Uh, and your intelligence improves by one. I feel like uh, for anyone watching, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just on this app. Is there a way to like change just the just those things or no? I um I loaded it to the website, uh, okay. and then changed it in there, and then went back to the app. Okay. Cool. If you hit the if you hit the loads of dots at the bottom, there's you can view it on the website. I think the app isn't quite a. Cool. Yeah. No. I I have the paper version. I can do that. Mm. Just checking. Cool. Sorry. Go on. We can we can also figure that out uh, off off stream. I can. Oh, no, we should that. do it on stream. As a public service. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's done now. Uh, for anyone watching, uh, there is a full uh, Hibernia healing baths brochure <laughs> for such packages and things. Uh, essentially, a way for all the players to give a plus one to one of their stats. They can only ever do it once in their life, uh, including their reborn life, as in if you die and come back, uh, you still only can do it once. Um, okay. But you can always trade one for the other by getting another treatment. So okay. if you went back in to get, say, a fresh petal and berry scrub and a sense essence of orange peel, peel, um, you could trade whatever you did for a boost in your wisdom. So you can kind of, it's just the way you're kind of feel infused with the healing baths of Hibernia. Provided Drake doesn't burn down. Mm. Oh, there are other, uh, you would know this actually, Huck. Uh, there is a healing bath at Baha Glen, um, where you're from, and there is a healing bath at the Crystal Lake. And there's probably a few others around the place. There's probably a few back alley healing baths that you can go to. Should but you the wish. same rules apply between different healing baths, obviously. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's not. It's not a gotta catch them all healing baths situation. Oh, you gotta fight the gym, the healing bath master. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you collect all eight healing baths, uh, you can go to the elite baths. Uh, in which case, one giant massage mimic table. Will, I mean. Uh, Let's do that as the, as the main quest and give up on this whole saving the world in a month thing. Yeah. Just try to go to all the bats. Yeah. And review them all. Mm. Mm. 
<laughs> on our version of uh, some sort of Yelp, I guess. Yeah. Um, Finally, another. You make your way back into. I mean, I got a seaweed drop. Let's let's call the website Kelp and see how we go. Ooh, yeah. Pretty good. Very clever. Um, that that is oh man, that's that's set me back. <laughs> <laughs> I've been stunned by a pun. Um, you make your way back and you're unsure how long has passed because it's still evening time outside. Um, and I don't think any of you have had a long rest since coming to Drake. Um, no, but no, not you so are bad. feeling a little bit tired for sure. Um, not, you don't know how tired you are because it's just really disorientating. Uh, even on your way back up to the healing baths, there were still some, some bars and taverns serving food. There were still some merchants, very bleary eyed, just not knowing when closing time was. Um, some would say they could close whenever, uh, but the customer's always right. <laughs> There's always someone coming in being ah, 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 you don't close till sundown. Um, <laughs> keeping these these poor people in business. Um, and you make your way back to this courtyard, which is now completely empty. Uh, you get the feeling, uh, you can see from inside this temple, there's sort of the flares of lights. Uh, the ritual chamber is ready when you are, Huck. Cool. Um, I will, uh, now that we're all relaxed and we've got all our good vibes going. Um, sorry, and you said, so it like the bath thing doesn't constitute any kind of rest? No. Great. No, no. Unfortunately not. Oh, well. Um, I Just will, a you know, boon to one of your ability scores. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure, if you care about that. Huck, um, are you ready? Now we can we can r- rescue, rescue, fix your curse. <laughs> and it's sort of acting as if like she's somewhat extra, um, like standing a bit taller and acting very enlightened. And sort of, Out of curiosity, what, is, what are all your scores um, now? What were they? What are they? Uh, both for me and for the chat. Well, Iggy was on a minus one, and now she's on a big zero intelligence. <laughs> she went from nine to nine to ten in the in the stat box. Yeah, exactly. So nice. she's not. I don't know, awesome. but she's she's acting like she has just been, uh, you know, Im- imbued with a magical intelligence level. As a bard, that will have a huge knock-on effect to your abilities because you have jack of all trades, which gives you half your proficiency modifier to all skills. Um, so you'll see that update naturally in the app you're using. You're not using D&D Beyond. You're using uh, like a, a Play Store app, right? Um, but we can figure that out. But that will that will She's using the D&D Beyond, I think. Or... Oh, okay, that's no, cool. Um, Arlington, what were you? What are you? I was a plus two to strength, but now I'm a plus three, which means when I attack, I get if I'm raging, I'll add plus seven to whatever damage I deal. Ooh, plus eight to hit, baby. Plus do eight. this to myself. Nice. <laughs> so you were sixteen. Uh, sorry, you were seventeen. I was fifteen, and now I'm sixteen. Right. Yes. And hook. I was uh, twelve constitution. Now I'm thirteen. So uh, functionally, still plus one. Nothing changed. Compare. <laughs> Fair, but when you next level up, should you wish, you're, you're one step closer. And if Gav's watching, if Rain uh, is watching, uh, let's just hope this party are sound enough to let you have a trip to the healing baths before adventure sweep, sweeps you away. Well, we, we found out they're a chain. He could have gone somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. oh, God, he's, fucking, he's, he's never not going to go first in the initiative order. He's going to throw something into his dexterity and have a plus 30 or something ridiculous. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I got the springy elastic wrap of elasticity. The flubber <laughs> treatment, they call it. Uh, and now plus five initiative. Yeah. Um, so, 
you do like it, it is up to you whether you want to step into this room and and sort of continue on this um okay. this is your last save point there are health potions equipment and restockables to your side um, but up until now uh this is this is kind of how's hook feeling actually um yeah i mean excited um maybe a little worried but now that he's remembered everything pretty much this is just the final step to um to becoming his true self potentially his better self after having now um realized you know he is what he is he's a he's a, a puka and not a halfling although i think he'll always um refer to himself as a as having been a halfling for a while as well and uh that that might explain why he continuously uh, doesn't really understand what halflings are and thinks that children are small humans Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, fair. yeah so yeah i mean and then on a on a on a general sense he's feeling almost full health um going into the thing and uh it, it seems fine it seems fine with that it depends on uh what my party's feeling uh i uh she I mean, Cobra did say this could be dangerous. She sprung it on me right at the end there. She was like, oh, this is no guarantee and it's dangerous. But sure, I'm here now and I kind of need to do it. It's it's always the way with priests, you know. You think it's grand and then last minute they're asking for some extra money or saying it's not all going to actually definitely work. Oh, I can sense that from her that she feels that way, yes. Yeah, I think I'll need your, I think I'll need your excellent new vibing, mm. uh, Iggy. You seem perfect for it. Yes, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, not that I am afraid, but maybe did you say are there potions, health health potions here? Um, and I might grab some health potions. <laughs> uh, that was a that was a uh, terrible uh, video game joke where before like final bosses, often you'll find like loads of stuff oh. uh, to stack your inventory. But one of the intendants comes, neck oil, Madame. My video game. Um, I, I a would you like a bad tasting drink do you have any um healing potions or you know things that um uh have a, a functional uh functionally work you know the massages are nice <laughs> but uh an old healing pot you haven't you don't sell like healing products um no you're not the first to ask given that we're called the healing birds but um how are healings more long-term? Aye, but in the short term, you could die, you get me? Uh, you can. <laughs> so, I mean, how long have you been doing these baths? They're pretty ancient, right? Yes, and me, um, 600 years. Uh, okay, so, I mean, at some point, someone could have twigged some healing, but you know what? It's grand. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the uh, local marketplace can sort you out with healing potions, and um, you'll if you're I, a herbalist, I'm sure you'll find plenty of materials in the forests of Driet. I mean, we've never had a... It's an oversaturated market, so... Whereas what we do is quite bespoke. I understand. I, I can. I can what you're saying. Um, okay, great. Thanks very much. Sorry, Iggy, there isn't any... Uh, Portions. Although I, I might have one if you want. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I'm not scared at all. <laughs> Hi, you're, you're helping me out. Sure, I can I can chuck you a portion. I do have one. Um, uh, no. Did we? I I I think my character got messed up uh, in between. 
did I get a heal to full health after our fight, or am I just kind of mm-hmm. like okay, good full health, but not um, you didn't get yeah. the full benefits. I don't know if you get yeah, rages yeah. back or yeah, yeah. Um, for anyone watching, um, when you're playing D and D, when you take a long rest, you basically reset. You're like proper up to your sprucey deuce, um, but healing just kind of tops up your HP. So there's certain kind of usable and unlimited resources like a barbarian's rage or a bard's inspiration or a, a sorcerer's sorcery points uh but um, it's just does, does the does the seaweed wrap count as a short rest that's kind of what i asked it sure doesn't damn it is a short rest uh, is just taking an hour though right yeah it's an hour kind of doing nothing which i guess you were doing can no, I, um, we could try to take a short rest now. Yeah. Oh, you could take you could take a short rest now. That's yeah, that's entirely. It's, it's I have a small kind of, like, and a bard like sings them a song where you're like during a rest. Does that help or anything or no? Does that like? It does. If you were to take a short rest, you could use your ability song of rest. Yeah, and does that what does that do? Um, by doing that, you uh, everyone who uses hit dice to recover some some health points can add an extra one. D and it depends on your bardic level. I believe uh, it's, it starts at one D six, and you'd have to check your character sheet to tell me what it's at now. We can just do a short rest. It's fun when oh, bard okay. questions come up, and then Ben just knows them off the top of his head because that's the class he played most recently, <laughs> and and all the time. The very first class I played back in three point five was a bard. Let me tell you, it wasn't good back in three point five. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, what's brilliant now. Uh, good old bards. All right, well, so we take a sh- we should take a wee rest. Have a have a plan. Sorry. Just remembered, and Paul, our tech guy, would remember this because uh, I think he pointed it out when we were fourteen years old. I was like, as a bard, I get loose. I start with loose, and he was like, <laughs> you get a loose. <laughs> uh, I thought I started with with stolen treasure. Nope, start with an instrument. So, just wanted to share that with everyone. About it. Nice. Trying to yeah. barter for shit with your loot and then not understanding why people won't I have accept a bag this. of loot. Yeah. Nope. I'm really good at playing loot. <laughs> oh god, that's extremely good. Um, oh. Cool. I, if, we're, if we're taking our short rest, uh, Arlington's going to kind of like kind of stretch out all his newly muscular limbs and make sure he's limbered up for whatever's whatever's happening. In particular, the groin, the groin region. I think that he felt that yeah. was. Uh, we want to mirror this short rest with the the real world rest. Should we take a? Should we take it as you guys all settle down in this courtyard? Sense. Yeah, yeah. Sense. So as you guys all settle down in the this courtyard, and um, in the distance you can still hear some bird song. You were all quite relaxed. Um, every once in a while, one of the attendants will come over with more neck oil, more food, more drinks. Basically, it's whatever you what, what want on demand. Um, and Iggy, are you doing your song of rest? Yes, because I can look up what that does. Yes. You, do you want it to be a song for Iggy in this particular no, case? For, for Iggy, it'll, it'll be... Um... Face paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be good. I was thinking, um, like, I was just uh, having sheep jumping uh, and kind of drawing, but with the prestigitation thing, or what? what is it? So that I can make some kind of draws, drawings happen in the air? Sure. We'll yeah. say because you're um, sort of visually uh, talented as a bard, as opposed to kind of vocally... Um, that it is some sort of visual kind of minor illusion without using any spell slots or without using any sort of those things. In this particular case, you can sort of put on a light show and and uh, yeah, and, and she's there. A little film. She's thinking that this is like some cerebral stuff, like you know, 
but it's sort of like um, you know Ross in Friends when he makes that music. It's just like feet <laughs> jumping over things and you know uh, a moon that's sort of doing this. But I'm like thinking this is excellent. It's like a, a mobile for children. Yeah. <laughs> Sliding down and they're like, ah, shit. Run by an stuff. egotistical maniac, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you do that. Uh, we'll we'll do all the kind of the hit points and rolling up any anyone who needs to do that uh, during our break. We will be back in about 15 minutes. Um, this is this is the lo-fi episode of Homebrew. It's like, as we, as we crest second lockdown in, in Dublin, just a nice relaxing evening with friends is what we're offering here. Um, so, so chill, grab yourself a drink. Uh, we'll be back in about 15 minutes. I have a couple of announcements before we go. Sorry. Just, just, just sit down. Just get back there. <laughs> get back here. Uh, back in that seat. Um, the first one is, you might notice we do have a coffee account. Uh, if you want to, if you're enjoying the show so far, if you're enjoying this sort of particular vibe of entertainment, uh, are we a funny D&D show? Or are we a D&D show that's sometimes funny? Who knows? Uh, we've been described as both. As long um, as it's one of them. <laughs> a comedy show that plays D&D. Or a D&D show that's sometimes funny. Um, we... Uh, have a coffee account we are coffee.com forward slash humber quest but what we do with that is we donate anyone who buys us coffee we give that straight to Maasai Maasai are the movement of asylum seekers in Ireland and their goal uh, as my teacher might say is to end direct provision um, so if you want to support them um, by supporting us uh, we'll kind of look after the rest it's just a nice way to kind of send some sense of coins this way we do this for free uh, it's sort of a hobby for us um it's, it's exactly a hobby for us. It's We all have full-time jobs and stuff. But we do enjoy doing it, and we didn't want to feel more comfortable taking in money for something that we're just kind of doing because entertainment, it's a, it's a model of soundness. Basically, if you like us, um, we'll, we'll use that for good. We'll be real heroes in the world. The other one is, uh, other quick announcement, GaleCon is coming up, uh, Irish gaming convention. It's all online. It's all virtual. So even if you're not in Ireland, there might be a way for you to get involved. And I am running a an RPG game inspired by Irish mythology on the Monday of GaleCon. There's also some other stuff that Humber are doing, uh, which we will announce very shortly, I'm sure. But if you want to play with me as your DM, uh, you can go into GaleCon. Uh, I think tickets will go on sale. I, I don't know if it's free or kind of a nominal amount just to help run the convention itself. Uh, but I'll be running a, a game called The Hunted. You play a band of warriors hunted by a, a mysterious hand. Um, so that will be at the very end of October, uh, immediately after our giveaway stream, actually, just the week after. So look forward to that. Hopefully we'll see you there. I'm sure tables might fill up fast. There's limited spots, but there'll be other DMs running this game as well. So if you want to get involved, we'll be there uh, having a good time. Till then, we'll be back in 15 minutes. Uh, see you then. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't. I'm watching you. Oh, yeah, do this. Subscribe. Uh, yeah. Tell your friends. It's a podcast. <laughs> Lisa needs braces. It's a podcast. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to part two of Homebrew. Uh, we're going to pick up pretty much exactly where we left off, which is the party taking a short rest in a relaxing courtyard in the healing baths of Drift, uh, where in the air you can hear glorious bird song uh, in the distance you can see a city burning it's it's good living the high life here in Ibernia. um if you're enjoying the show so far uh please do hit the subscribe and and like and all those kind of things and if you've already done that you're like ben i've done that then uh why don't you hit the share button tell tell your friends about it 
if they're like want a lo-fi chill time <laughs> this weekend, send them towards this episode. The VODs go up as soon as we stop streaming. So they're here straight away, baby. <laughs> Who am I? What has happened to me? <laughs> I don't know. Someone's introduced Ben to both lo-fi and ending sentences with baby, and someone needs to be punished. <laughs> uh, the baby bit, I'm never going to stop doing. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the first part's a phase. The second one is who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts, and it's fair. Um, you all decide to that the time is right, that it feels good. You all, turn, actually, sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't railroad you. Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to do? I thought you were rest? working your way into another spoken word song there. <laughs> right, yeah. The time is right. Knees, yeah. palms are sweaty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I might ask Huck um, uh, as we're getting and no, we're not asleep anyway. Um, no, we're just we're just taking like <laughs> just takes, takes a nap. Yeah, yeah, as we discovered, I don't know the difference between short and long rest. Um, uh, Huck, just as we go in here, obviously, whatever you need, I'm going to be very helpful. Uh, what is it that should we be prepared? Like last time, you sort of suddenly had these ears, like. Do we want more ears, less ears? If we see more ears, do we do something? Uh, do you want to, like, what's your desired effect here? I, well, I think, I mean, I, I, I do not can exactly what's going on. And, and the last time I, I, you know, Cobra's only telling me so much stuff, to be fair. But um, I reckon I'll become a complete uh, puka again. Because I kind of, you know, I, 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 put, I put a geese on myself and made myself a halfling and, forgot a lot of my memories so i'll i'll come back into being a puka so i'll be very similar uh i'll be the same hawk as you've been friends with this whole time you didn't have to fash yourself about that but uh but i might uh look a little different but sure i still have some of these ears and and you know i've got my feet here um turn into a puka and, and my tail which i've just realized am i still nude <laughs> i think that's up to you man yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I, yeah, you can put your clothes back on. Um, there was no need. Uh, it's, it you know, it's the healing need. bath to direct. <laughs> I mean, there's a medium average size need. <laughs> <laughs> the, you, you didn't have to. As soon as you finished your um, treatments and your rituals, you, you like, you know, the, the attendants did gesture towards the okay. private changing huts, but they did not insist. <laughs> well, I don't know what I'll uh, what I'll need for the ritual, but I think it's probably best for me to have clothes and or armor should anything go down. If Cobra wants me to undress, then that's fine. Um, in more ways than one, uh, but uh, but yeah, no. But you might have noticed when I was walking around nude that I have um, a, a rabbit's a bushy rabbit's tail just above my buttocks. Okay, yeah, so so the rabbit features, that's good, that's hug, that's not the curse. So if you become fully, I, we don't try and murder you, uh, that's actually a good thing. Just, uh, just yes, if, you I, know, uh, I would say no matter what the result is, don't try to murder me. That, well, listen, if it comes to it, don't worry. I, I will be the, I will do that for you. I will, if it comes to it, I will Sorry. kill you. I will take that responsibility. Perhaps I should have some kind of safe word to say that I'm not evil. How about I'm I'm not evil? You can. Uh, I'll say that after I've transformed or not. A hundred percent. But we all know sometimes demons can twist words, and if it comes to it, I'll I'll pull your head directly off your shoulders because we are friends. That's a good friend, Arlington. I um, 
great. <laughs> I think I will know the difference. I have, I have, I have. I'll, pr- I'll probably know the difference. I mean, we know you pretty well. Iggy seems pretty wise as well right now, so I'll just go by what she says. Oh, yeah, she's she's a whole other person. Yeah, so so she's real observant. I'm even stronger than before. You're a little shorter, I think. I don't know, but we've got it covered between the two, the three of us. I'll have you know, I'm very tall for a halfling and a puka. <laughs> Mostly uh, the ears. I the ears help a lot. <laughs> you always have to count ears. Ears count towards height. Everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> Are we doing this thing? We we pull the ghost out of the blood. See, we should we should we should get it done. I've been trying to get this geese uh, off of me for a long time. Well, since we got to drift. Yeah. Some I mean, days. It's yeah, been days. So what we we tie a bunch of bed sheets together, lower them down your throat, and then when the ghost grabs them, we we pull the sheets out. Is that kind of the situation? Um, let's gonna... let's see what Cobra says. You know. Okay. That, well, I'm going to start tying bed sheets together in the meantime, and then if you need them, they're ready. Uh, great. That is simultaneously okay. terrifying and so cute. Like, what a cute little ghost is going to Rapunzel up that little. <laughs> uh, I'm now more worried than I was before. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. Arlington might just kill me. Um, yeah, or just practicing killing you. Or is it the ghost I'm killing? Who knows? Yeah. Arlington's basically like a doctor in the 1600s. He thinks he's helping, but he's definitely just murdering you. <laughs> More leeches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like bone saws. Yeah. You need to wash yourself in sulfur yeah. and mercury. A headache. We better take off the head. <laughs> um, um, yeah. 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 You step in. You open the door to this stone sort of temple. It's it's like a. I was trying to find a word for this. And if, if the audience watching knows this, they know I'm bad at words. A word that's like mausoleum, but doesn't mean burial chamber place. But you know the building I'm talking about? They're like Martello Tower mausoleum sort of temple-like things, but like the only time they're ever built in real life is to bury people. Um, you know those yeah, buildings? Yeah, mausoleum. Is that not the word? No, well, mausoleum's mausoleum is the one for is burying big. people. But I don't want it to be a burial chamber. Maybe you just want an, an aleum. If was is the death part. I don't know. Um, how about a, 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 a... What about just an antechamber? Yeah, I think that's, is that what they yeah. are? Is that cool. a thing? That, I mean, that's a thing, but whether or not that's what you're looking for. The ball. Well, you know the buildings I'm talking about, right? They're like they're stone buildings, stone stone tops. Um, they're like fancy looking mausoleums, but it's not where you bury your loved ones. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. An antechamber is actually a, a a room, a small room that leads into the chamber. Uh, so that's where we are at the moment. Some sort of pavilion-y thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can all picture what I'm saying. I just didn't have a word. You mean Newgrange? No one is buried. No one is buried in Newgrange. Should we just call it a Newgrange? <laughs> I'm thinking of the Muzzadin on the side in Northern Ireland. The Muzzadin Temple on the side of the Causeway Coastal Roofs. It's that building, but that is a. I think that's a burial chamber. This is not a burial. I just don't oh. want a hook walking into this thinking he's dying. <laughs> it's not the case. It's just that shape. <laughs> Same architect, different, yeah. uh, different purpose. And inside this chamber, despite the blue tones sort of shining down through the roof, it is pleasantly warm. Mm. Um, and you see Cobra, you do not see Passione, uh, Fantone. <laughs> you don't see, he's gone. His, his shift ended. He's down in Cigar City, living the big life. 
no, Cigar City hope, will be a different. I hope Cigar City ends up being a place in, in Hibernia. I'm going to keep getting these beers until you come across Cigar City. <laughs> it's, it's my one mission now as a DM to invent Cigar I think Sleeve Jam as dwarves should be Cigar City. It should be a bunch yeah. of dwarves just... <sighs> uh, yeah, see? I'm a dwarf. <laughs> Maybe it's a fairy village and they're like yeah she <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so sorry i got distracted by cigar city what a great name for a brewery and what a great name for a place in a terrible fantasy world that we're creating cobra picks up this cer uh, ceramic jug and you see her pouring a thick liquid into four low bowls in the corner you recognize these bowls these are the kind of uh tape not tapiers braziers uh that you'd seen in your uh, massage rooms and there's a sort of wet wheat smell that fills the air okay. and she comes up to hook if you wouldn't mind um just lighting these and she hands you a very thin taper and she goes i don't have a um you know like a oh that's i mean fire is grand i can do that <laughs> mm -hmm. um is can there be too much fire for the braziers is it a problem if you just like, like the tapir the taper here and then just dip it in that would be plenty Oh, Arlington can... is visibly tense. <laughs> um, can I press digitate a small amount of fire? You can, can't you? Like a candle. That's the point of press digitation. Is it's it's turning uh, like stopping candles and I think presumably lighting them. It's like basic conjurer's tricks. It's either that or thaumaturgy, but they're both cantrips, so I'll let you get away with one and or the other to light. Well, I think thaumaturgy lets you light. And but I think it can light candles. I think press digitation can cool. light. They're kind of, you know, they're they're kind of trips. We're we're cool. So you could do all four if you wanted. Yeah. So I'll just be like, bam. <laughs> nice. Uh, and all four of these braziers light up, and again, they're all different colors. There's a a kind of calming purple, a uh, sort of forest green, a golden shine, which I guess is flame colored, <laughs> um, and and a white, a very calming white candle. Um, hook, if you wouldn't mind, just um taking up your place there on the stone table you, you will have to uh, disrobe maybe if you could wrap yourself in this uh, woven leaf sheet and she takes out a, a like a, sh a sheaf sheet of leaf I... <laughs> which is very hard not to say a sheaf of wheat there a sheet of leaf um, Grant, um i just put my clothes back on mm -hmm. uh i'll uh i'll disrobe no problem and, uh, no, no modesty just be like yeah you, you wrap up <laughs> it's, you're wearing rip-off phoenix <laughs> I put yeah, the clothes you, on pretty uh, loosely you just rope uh, with the loosening of your tie it all comes off <laughs> it's all attached to the tie it's a, it's a load-bearing tie <laughs> <laughs> that's freeing nothing like coming home from a long day's work at the Fiend office and slitting <laughs> that tie down from completely naked and if Huck's been doing anything it's been you know, having a tie this whole time and convincing you all that he's he's a businessman doing a hard day's work. His character. Yeah. I presume you're carrying a briefcase and a tie and a small hat. Right? Oh, yeah. I forgot. I'm I just in from Cigar City, my love. Have you guys not been picturing old school Fred Flintstone when you think of <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely how he'd he'd ride a car. Yeah, exactly. Grand. Um, so yeah, you, you undress and you wrap yourself in this the sheet and, and lie up on the table and Rather awkwardly, well, I guess depending on how you guys feel about it, Cobra starts to sort of cake your body in this thick mud. And she's kind of lining you all the way up to, like, right where your jawline 
just kind of rubbing on and and you feel she starts there and kind of works her way down your body and as as it happens you do feel it sort of harden into clay um hook i need you to make a con saving throw oh too bad i didn't get that plus one before it's getting all mad in his hair it's disgusting i think um that's 12 yeah it's 12 you're finding it very difficult to stay awake this is quite relaxing just like something about this hot clay just sort of hardening on top of you is quite pleasant. And especially given... so weirdly sexual when you talk about it. <laughs> that hot, hot, that hot clay. You lay off hot clay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're covered in latex. I mean clay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just one of those lo-fi moods, am I right? Um, the, yeah, it's, 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 it's what lo-fi. Actually, never mind. Don't, don't. <laughs> this is much Just better. Have one of those lo-fi <laughs> Someone bet you how many times can you say that in a very <laughs> yeah big lo-fi got to me. <laughs> said, Please plug our stuff. Um, I wasn't trying to make it sound sexual. I think that's just the mood we're in. Um, but yeah, it's 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 being rubbed across your body and sort of it's caught in. Without it being a sexual thing, like what is Hop's physique? Um, like, I don't know. I mean, you can make it sexy if you want. I, I don't want to put that, but but without it being a mandatory. Whether or not it was sexy, I don't know that. <laughs> no mandatory sexiness. Huck Huck wouldn't interpret it as sexy, even if it was being sexy. So you're clear there. Yeah. That'll be Arlington and Iggy being. Uh, Huck's just you know thinks it's just uh, some people rubbing him with some mud, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's. He, He's, he's kind of portly. He's not particularly like. Let's put it this way: I have a plus zero to strength, and I think my body. I think my body shows that, <laughs> except for that I have the the rabbit's tail and the rabbit's ears and the kind of um, rabbit's feet. Um, everything else is that of a, of a of a regular halfling who aren't generally ripped. And I'm a halfling at strength zero. Whether or not that's good for a halfling, it's hard to say. Yeah, you're you're you got you got you got the halfling build. Uh, yeah. That natural halfling builds, and and yeah, she kicks you in this in this uh, thick mud, and again, it feels hardened into clay. And you do find, especially with that constitution saving throw, it's very difficult to stay awake. Like you've just had a day after after weeks and months of nonstop um, running for your lives and trying to stay alive and fighting hags and meeting mermaids and pirates and all that, like. It is just good to take a load off, and you drift off to sleep. Okay. Um, Iggy Arlington, you see Huck laid out upon the stone table in the center of the small room, and there are benches to his left and to his right, and Cobra does kind of with a wave of her hand just instruct you to sit upon them. And from within her cloak, uh, she removes two large smooth stones. They're completely see-through. They're like a flattened opal shaped into a glass orb like one of those real fancy like you put stones in it and put like a single tea light thing into it but it's closed off there's no stones or tea lights you know those yeah (laughs) yeah but with a roof a bowl with a roof a lid a bowl with a lid a see-through glass stone (laughs) (laughs) like if we took a contact ball and then just smushed it into a burger shape (laughs) yeah and she hands you uh, one each these are energy transference stones Mm, I could tell, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I could also tell by, uh, the, by the, proxy. I could pick up on the, her. Yes, good. 
they're very delicate, so please, please don't um, don't dro- drop them. I'm more afraid of crushing it in my hands, but I will don't, not. Don't do that either. Um, and she sort of moves to the top. Oh, 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 no, it's okay. I got it. No, it's all right. <laughs> Make it a slight of hunt. Oh, gosh. Oh, dex check. That's great. That's, it's fine. 21. Oh. Yeah, you're fine. How are you good at sleight of hand? I'm a stealthy boy. I'm a dexterous fellow <laughs> because my AC depends on it. <laughs> I'm just picturing Arlington now as like a full trench coat wearing contact glass ball to hang out by the central bank of Ireland. He's kind of like, oh, yeah. I, can, I can do all the tricks. <laughs> He's like David Bowie in Labyrinth. Yeah, long hair. The most uh, sexual of all characters. <laughs> mazes um the she moves to the top of the table uh where am i yes for this hook will need um your support everything has a cost and um i need you both what is an attribute and she turns to you iggy what is an attribute you feel you share with Huck at the table, something a, a similarity, a trait, a, an outlook on life. What, what, where do you find your deepest connection with this man? Um, I, I would say I, I think that we both have a very knowledgeable and intelligent um, optimism. Ah, I want you to roll a d6. Was I supposed to give an act like a, a one of our traits? No, okay. No, no, no. That's that's what the D six is for. Cool. D six. A um, five. Good. Um, your wisdom. Uh, so I want you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Oh, uh. not, that's a natural one. Uh, <laughs> You feel as you smoggy he's been as well. Yeah, yeah. I probably like barely listened to her, and (laughs) you just weren't listening at all. That's so good. Um, As you hold this stone and you concentrate on your shared wisdom with Huck, um, it's hard to it's hard to concentrate on it. Actually, it's hard to even take in what. It's really difficult to listen to what Cobra's saying. She's kind of yammering on about something. And you feel this stone just fill with a sort of light blue energy. And your wisdom, your attribute, you take a minus one to your wisdom. Okay. Uh, as the stone takes that away from you. Okay. Oh, that... Oh. So uh, smart. Uh, what? What's happening? Um, did, did I help? Yes, you've, you've helped a lot, actually. Um, Hook might need that wisdom on his journey. Why is she German? Very <laughs> 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 shot this documentary. Bounty hunting turned out to be a very dangerous occupation. My name is Cobra Versog. <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, enjoy it, Hook. I'm sure I don't need it. <laughs> well, that wake me up. No, no, you are you were just in this deep, peaceful, like caked sleep. <laughs> this, this, it's like you're wearing like a, a gravity blanket made of hot hot clay. I think Desperate Dan did did stuff like this, <laughs> where he'd like cake himself in mud. <laughs> he might have. 
Yeah. See, I feel That's like Rock's terrible because he sees himself. He sees himself as desperate Dan with his big fucking jaw and eating cow pies and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like a short, desperate Dan. And and you, um, uh, um, the, the taller one, uh, is there something that you not share with Hook, but, but something he needs, something you have? Is a trait maybe that you have and you feel like Hook is lacking? Are we going specifically with like stats here, or can we do like personality? No, nah, that's 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 what the D six is for. So you can do whatever you can you can role play okay. this however you want, and then we're gonna roll a D six, and I'm gonna make it make sense. Cool. Um, so, so I I need to go for something he's missing rather than finding something that we have we share in common. Yes, yeah, yeah, something that you feel you have and Hook lacks. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't want to give up my new strength. <laughs> no, no, it's not about your, it's not about your stat. It's just how does Arlington feel about Hook? Because we're no, not rolling no, no. six. Okay. It could be um, any stats. Like, yeah, he wouldn't give me your strength. No, it's mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I paid hey, for that. I was, I would, I had a good one for, for something we bond over. But this is, this makes more sense. Um, shit. Okay. Um. All right. Um. Yeah, okay. I think this... He Turns out he's a prince. Royalty sometimes needs to be ruthless. He's a bit soft. I'm going to give him some of my kind of... What's the opposite of restraint? Uh, meanness? Abandon? <laughs> so you're saying but, I have... showed a, um, a certain level of restraint in the past? Well, I just, I just think he needs to be a little bit more ruthless. He's a, a walking nuclear bomb. And he walks around like a kitty cat. He could be a god. Hmm. Uh, roll a d6. Six. Six. Which is either very uh, good or very bad. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Uh, it's charisma. Yes, um, I, I guess uh, Hook could rule the world. Be seen as a sort of leader or a god or a, a king among among men. Uh, and as uh, I need you to make a charisma saving throw. <laughs> oh no! That's a four minus one is a three. You did better than Lucy. I did. <laughs> as you focus on this um, uh, this see through orb, you feel part of you kind of pull into it, and you can you can are you currently Arlington or Grud actually? Uh, this is Grud, I think. Yeah. I'm going um, to a rat <laughs> without they went. <laughs> a little bit of gross saliva starts building up. Brow furrows a little bit. Any sort of manners that Arlington has been trying to put on your form, you feel your shoulders slouch down as you take a minus one to charisma as, a, as this kind of purple energy fills this glass orb. Um, oh. and as, <laughs> as soon as this happens, Cobra starts to chant in a deep, guttural tone. And as our words wrap around you, you start to hear a rhythmic beat building. You see her clutching a small uh, kippeen, a little tipper, and she has a drum strapped to the palm of her hand as she begins to kind of keep time with her chant and beat. And as the chanting builds, the stones you're holding begin to float upwards into the air, creating the shape of a inverted triangle. So each stone is a point and hook himself at the bottom in the middle. And this thick vapor fills the air, clouding your vision 
and clouding the sound of Cobra's voice as it all drifts to the back of your mind. And all three of you, as your vision clears, you find yourself standing in a large banquet hall. You see ornate statues of various fake creatures lining the wall. And at the very top, you see a statue of King Puck, Huck's father. Huck, you know this to be your family home. Mm. This is where you grew up. It is a glorious castle in the other world. Um, however, instead of the usual setup of the banquet hall, where there's long tables and chairs and sort of a place for your parents to sit, and you've often peeked in because you were never invited to their parties, it's been turned into a I've decided that the parties were called the sesh. They were sessions, yeah, yeah. And they threw mad sesh. Yeah, yeah. They were, the, they were the great, the grand seshes, you know. So I was trying to get, I was almost trying to get to the sesh. <laughs> they were, you're not any good in the sesh, my son. <laughs> if you can hold your pints and weave a tail, if you can pick up an instrument and join the trad, if you can get around in when those who owe you more than you can, then you'll be a man, my book. <laughs> That's the uh, that was good. Puck your heart, Kipling. Well, yes, yeah, possibly the best thing Ben's ever said. That was yeah. very good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Off the top of the dome. Yeah. <laughs> Unless my hesitation yeah. didn't give that away. We should go back to quotes instead of songs because that just proves. <laughs> Mm, I don't know. You're tasting quotes and songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. My quotes were definitely better. My songs are uh, it just set people up for the tone of the show. It's mm. a, it's. A, I just never know point. the song, so it's usually. Yeah. Ah, you knew <laughs> friends in no places. Number, Brooks. I mean, if we close the show with Spandau huh? Ballet every week. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Fair. I don't know. We should do that, actually. Sorry, I just thought if the audience has a suggestion for a song, uh, throw it in chat, send us to, send it in social media at Hunger Request, send it towards us. I will just try and make it work. Um, so I will, I'm willing to take that challenge upon myself. Um, I recently found a playlist called Songs That Start With Words, as in like songs that start with a spoken word piece at the beginning, say like Say La Vie from Bewitched. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm going to try to work my way through that. Um, but if have, you we, have, we got, have you done a Bewitched one yet? No, I'm Shocking. debating between Selvi, obviously, and blame it on the weatherman. I think Selvi has more universal appeal, by which I mean no one outside of Ireland knows who the fuck Bewitched are. But I've no. been struggling with with Jedward's lipstick for quite some time to try to figure out how to make that. So work. they, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, be wearing lipstick. It doesn't suit you. Don't listen to Thanks, thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> You're in this courtroom, and to your right okay. sit a jury of fey wild creatures. You see a gallery of pixies, centaurs, uh, a sort of glowing luminescent fox, and you see a small snail with a tiny top hat sitting on the edge. Um, and you hear, as you're all kind of standing here, Oh, rise for the Honourable Judge, God of Law, Ogma. And from the back of this chamber, um, uh, only one of you recognise Ogma, actually. Um, the God Ogma walks in is it me do i recognize that one um make a no. religion check <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry i, I say only one of you no, only one of you instantly recognizes you uh by all means make religion checks Iggy and hook to see if you know anything about the god of law are we like present do we see each other as people in the scene or are we like flies on the wall no no you're all present safe um, to say that that's a fail for me you got an eight cool 
Was uh, was Agma one of the gods that I met when I went? He did the... in the astral plane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. or the astral sea, I guess. Astral sea, uh, I was like, it wasn't a plane. Plane wasn't quite right. Uh, cool. Uh, so we're an astral right. boat. Yeah, good. That'll work. The, the astral train. <laughs> Making its took, way around. Took a journey with that one. <laughs> All aboard! Tickets, please. You're in the astral train. It was a variable uh, astrals, planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, there you yes. go. That would be a great name. I'm sure it exists on Deems Guild. I will 100% eventually be running a one. Actually, I have to run a one shot for people in work tomorrow. Uh, and now I've just decided I'm going to set it on the astral train. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Job done. Yeah. They're all trying to get home, but they've got a really annoying guy uh, with them the whole time. <laughs> John Candy. John, uh, John Candy. John Candy. We are here to preside over the case of Hook versus. And he checks his notes. Um, we are here to preside over the case of Hook versus himself uh, to determine the transformational outcome of a ritual currently taking place in Drift. I Hook and oh yes. I, I was just saying. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Me versus me, and let me tell you, I'm great. It's going to be a tough one. <laughs> are there two Hooks, or is this figurative? This is figurative. Okay. <laughs> But this isn't. Uh, Bam. You are you are Hook, I presume. I that'll be me. Yeah, your your judgeship. I'm gonna give myself uh, just a quick moment because I know Augment doesn't send this because Augment sends like warranty. There we go. Uh, was Hook it? And you're gathered. I couldn't remember if it was Augment that did that voice or not. I needed to get into my nose. That's where that's, it, that's where it is. Uh, Hook um, and your gathered associates, would you like to represent yourselves, or is there a god to speak in your favour? Hey, that's to you guys. Uh, I I am quite... I, I think I'm very capable here. Uh, I am tripping so hard right now. Oh my god. <laughs> I was on a bench and now I'm in a banquet hall and they're... Hey, Ogma, we, uh, I know you... Am I still nude? Ah, Arlington. What? Uh, yes, of course that's me. The same, the very same. I will represent the the boy. Is that oh, I've lost it. Yeah, I'll. Yeah, okay, I'll help him. Whatever you need. So you're saying you will represent yourselves versus yourself. What, me versus... No, I'll represent myself versus himself. Wait, what? Where... Is this a court case? What's happening? Well, I'm not so good with thinking. Um, do you want me to punch someone? Because I can do that. No, um, the only thing here that will be punched is my gavel against the table. Are they Are um, they wearing anything in particular? Like, I'm, I'm picturing, are they wearing, like, a Hibernian version of, like, judges' kind of hairy, like, hair things? Or are they wearing anything... Yeah, they wear wigs? Yeah, he's um Agma. Fuck, I should have. I mean, I literally wrote him into the show, so why did I not remember who he is? Agma was a orc. He's an orc, um, as in he's uh, has orc extensions. He's huge, by the way. He is like this courtroom. As soon as he stepped in, the the ceiling itself just sort of shot up to make room for him, and the building grew. You could f you could feel the kind of stone walls go and grow for him. He's this sort of over bearing humongous orc character and he's a little bit of an underbite to his 
uh, chin. I'm almost certain he was an orc, so I will pretty, correct yeah. myself. Yeah, One of them was. 100% was. I'm pretty sure it was Ogma. Yeah, because Manon and McLear was a dwarf, and uh, the Dagda was just a big man. <laughs> he was just a big fella. Wasn't one of them a, a, a bugbear? Uh, not one of the gods, I don't think. Okay. I think it was... No, no, Lou was a bugbear. Lou, yes. Yes, yes. My own notes, brilliant. This is why you drink the low percent, Ben. <laughs> yeah. This wouldn't have happened if I'd moved on to some of these other pesky, pesky beers in front of me. Uh, so he's an orc uh, with kind of pale greenish skin. He does have some... He doesn't look like a typical orc. Uh, in that he doesn't look as orcish as you'd see. Like, there's sort of an aspect of orc about them, in the same way that, like, all the gods have an aspect of a race, but they're not fully that race. Uh, He is not wearing a sort of fancy courtroom uh, wig. Uh, He just has a very thick and kind of furrowed brow. His clothes are that of uh, just a simple grandfather collar white shirt in fact he's quite dressed down for a courtroom okay is that something that i can prestigitate um so that we suddenly all have little collars like that um i don't think you can press we've been using prestidigitation in all shapes and means i don't think this episode and this show that's to clean things and stuff right yeah you can't really Mm. okay so then what I will do um, on my little slate, um, I'm just going to draw a little collar thing and just sort of hold it up under my <laughs> in the hope that uh, impresses him. You're wearing the like equivalent a of a t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, exactly. I get you. I get so I'm going to be like... The shirt, oh, the shirt tuxedo. Yes, I, 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 I can also represent the boy, uh, as you can see. Um, well, please uh, take your seats at the top of the room. Um... Uh oh. <clears throat> okay. Uh, we, your, your Ogma, Ogma, uh, we we require uh, ten seconds uh, just to confer amongst my, my myself and my associate. R- real quick, would that be ad- administrable to the to the courtroom? A giant hourglass lands on Ogma's desk, and he just turns it over. <laughs> okay. Um, Iggy, I need you to punch me in the junk, like right now. Like real quick, just you, as hard as you can, just real quick. Sure. Do you want the elbow or the knee? Which whatever hurts the most. It's got to be we, like I got to get real angry real quick. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, and, to, and, and and right as argument says time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as soon as you block punch me, I yeah. fly into a barbarian rage. Yes. I like to think hey, so you, the rage is how slow I was to do it is like helped get the rage go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it anymore. <laughs> Change your mind. Your ineptitude is a punch in the oh, oh, goodness, Dad. No, that's fine. No, I really enjoy that. I love getting punched in the junk. Well, let's just go and sit down, because I, I hate doing that, but I'd love to stay and get punched in the in the junk more. <laughs> Arlington, make a perception check. Natural 20. Yeah. Second of you evening. See, uh, yeah, you're having a great evening. Well, no, you not mine. You've got two crit successes and one crit fail. This is a very foamy beer. Can you guys see this? It's like all foam. Yeah, it's like stout. It is a stout, but it's also golden colored. This is the pineapple. Sorry, this is the pina colada wheat. It's 7%. So we're going to kick it up. That's a lot of things together. It is. (laughs) I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. It's left hand. They have never. Delicious. These are like 
It tastes like nothing. They're so lovely. It looks like I poured myself a pint of milk. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Mmm. <laughs> mm. And as Ogma pours himself a glorious pint of milk, like any judge needs, just a frothy <laughs> pint of milk. Fair, yeah. With your natural 20, you see uh, behind you uh, Manon McLear. Uh, mm. and he goes, well, well, fella, good, good job representing yourself. You'll be fine up there. Best of luck. Good to see you. Good to see you again. I'm here. You know. Anyway, you're doing. You're doing great. You don't. I mean, you don't reckon you have a god representing you? Then I could maybe need the help. <laughs> you're all good. Just look after yourselves. You'll be grand. Do you know gods? I mean, I don't know gods. I know some gods. It's there's. You know, we're, I don't like to brag. It's you know, it's fine. Good to have oh. them in our corner, I think. This is the first time we're hearing of it at all. Well, you never asked, you know? It's just, oh, I, no, but it's fine. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just sometimes uh, traumatic experiences happen to us, but we can focus on your gasser or whatever it is you need to do. <laughs> Let's just get your thing sorted first, and then we can worry about that. Hi. Oh, hi, Arlington. Do you know any gods, by the way? I mean, that's normal. Would uh, it kill you to ask every so often <laughs> if I know any gods? I can know gods. I am very sorry. Am I nude? <laughs> I thought you were asking in character. Uh, yeah, why not? Covered in mud or just nude? Uh, just just nude. Okay. The leaf robe. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, no, it's all that's okay. Grant. Well, I, I don't mind that. Uh, it's it's literally the worst dream you can ever have. <laughs> yeah, but I have if if I have any of my equipment, I'll have those glasses. Uh, <laughs> at least everyone else will be in their underwear. Speaking speaking of, you think about them and, and your equipment is there on you, should you wish. There's kind of a, a lucid sense to this place. Okay. Cool. So you can be dressed if you want, but the moment you thought you were nude, you were. Cool. I mean, I'll stay nude. Uh, I'll wear the glasses and the, 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 yeah, the bob. The apple hat. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Can the prosecution um, make themselves known? And you see Ogmai kind of peer around the room. And from the back of the room, the two doors just kind of blast open. And you see coming in a black-scaled, tall, giant, bigger than you would normally expect this creature to be, uh, dragonborn. And her skin sort of shimmers with an inky blackness. You see within deep swirls of purple and blue sort of catching the light, as if she's, she's almost like an oil spill. Um, there is a instant smell of wet bog and smoked turf fire. And I wrote this before I started that goddamn book. Her name is Connemara. And the air tastes like crumbled dirt clods. Um, the air tastes like a fresh pint of plain after a good day cutting turf. Uh, there is a smell of wet bog and smoked turf fire that carries with her. And in some of the crevices of her scales, you swear you can see sprites of small mushroomed and mushed moss. She has a very withered face and protruding dragonborn snout. Like her snout is sort of specked with freckles. And as she passes you and kind of moves into her stand, upon closer inspection, you notice they're more like the spots of decay you sometimes see on leaves in autumn. And with each step, the wood she walks upon warps and crumbles slightly before turning into soft, like bog water. She wears a sort of thin, translucent, cream-coloured cloak, which hangs loosely in ribbons down her back, almost like the texture of a, of a moth's wings. 
And although she is quite clearly a dragonborn, she does remind you a little bit of um, Snake Dog. There are very haggish qualities about this person, uh, which paired with her white tattered cloak and clothing gives her one of her names, the White Hag. Mm. This is the White Hag. I mean, I have a question. If it's if it's me against me, is she represented me? Or me? And she is representing uh, the version of you which wishes to stay as you. So the, um, well, I guess, I'm more is your case to... the halfling? Aye, so she's, she's the halfling one. She is representing you remaining as you are. Okay. Can I fire her? <laughs> Unfortunately not. You are on the side of the defendant. I am, and I'm not on this. Okay, Grant. Well, unless you want to stay as you are, in which case you can be on the side of the prosecution. No, no, I want to be as I was. I'd be as I am. I'll be as I be. Mm -hmm. In which case you cannot fire her. She has been appointed by the gods themselves. Fine. Just a question. If there's any um, preparation you need to do, now is the time to do it. Otherwise, we will uh, start this case. Um, One thing, before I can answer that question, is uh, what are we going to do after I potentially do or don't prepare? Because that could have an effect on the preparation. Well, you'll be making your case to your peers, the Feywilds, uh, creatures, uh, to myself, the judge of law, and, um, well, the prosecution will be making the case against you to keep you as you are, and should the case be sufficiently uh, persuasive, uh, the change can happen, as is the will of the gods. I okay, well, should be simple enough. I know what I want, and I am me, so it should make sense. Uh, yes, but you need to convince me, the god of law, that what you're doing is indeed the natural law of the world. Um, okay. Have I... Is being yourself against the natural law? You know what? We'll, we'll deal with this in the argument. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Do do um, my uh, do my colleagues uh, have any? What do they call um, cancel? I'm not entirely sure how to prepare beyond uh, taking an evening to sort of assemble our papers. We don't really have that luxury of time, I suppose. Um, I'd like to think of myself as reasonably academic, but to be honest, it's not really, it's out of, it's out of my regular skill set. I'll do my very best, young Huck. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not the perfect, the perfect barrister, but I'll do my best, you know? I well, I mean, it's good to see you, Arlington, other than the other Arlington. Uh, it's, it's, it's a welcome change you're here. I didn't know it was an old bop in the balls. I'll have to keep that in mind. Well, we don't not necessarily always, I, I'll be honest with you, if, not to sidetrack the entire situation, I'm I'm pretty sure the other guy just thought that would be funny because I can tell you I'm still feeling it. I don't think he is. So <laughs> I I will then we'll change you back and it'll we'll do the same and then he'll get that. But to clarify, I don't need to be punched in the balls. It's not that's sort of I don't know if he likes it or if he thought it'd be funny. But if we need to switch me back, it's not. Shall we just get this over with? I I <laughs> I. This should be grand. And Iggy, 
Do you have anything you think we could prepare or, or should think about? Do you have any spells of persuasion? Uh, no, uh, I, I think that I have just a persuasive aura. I mean, I think I can be quite persuasive. Um, but uh, um, I think I think you'll be all the argument we need. As you say, you, you know, you know what you want. And it's, I, yeah. it seems, I mean, I'm not that worried. I would like to be who I am. Uh, it seems straight enough. Hmm. I think we can persuade them just fine. Big grand. And if not, worst case, uh, you just stay like this. And you're fine like this. You're lovely. So it's fine. Aye, well, aye. I should stress that worst case scenario, the um, ritual you're currently uh, proceeding with in Drake fails and any sort of materials or, or other sort of components you've used will be destroyed. Does the well, stakes have never been higher. That'll just be the mud and the... Uh, the cloth no, wrapped a, a little bit more. My well, yes. The essence we contributed towards it will also be considerably evaporated. And, and oh, I, uh, I was, I had, a, I had a wee nap. Did you guys contribute some essence? You know, let let's not think about what will happen if we fail, and focus on what will happen if we succeed. I open a shut case. That's what I think. I don't think that, that really is relevant here, but I enjoy your enthusiasm. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Well, without further ado, let's um, let's proceed. So, uh, I should make myself very clear. I am the god of law, in case you do not recognize me. Um, I am here to make sure that lawful things happen on the plane of Hibernia and across the multiverse. Um, so far, something rather unlawful has happened in that a puka has done something that no puka has ever even achieved before or even conceived of, transform themselves into another race. With this in mind... <laughs> I'll um, join in. Yeah, oh, you didn't mean that was a good thing. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yes, uh, that is rather unnatural and rather unlawful. Impressive. Is it? Is it unlawful? Was there a law? Well, the natural law of things states that you should not be able to do that. Let's 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 let Ogba finish the initial uh, proclamation, and we'll we'll poke holes in in the uh, ridiculous theory afterwards. I, the, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no! Oh, please finish oh, no, what you were saying. Well, it's quite simple uh, for me. The question for me today is: Should I punish you for being unlawful and trap you in your current state, or reward you for returning? to the law and allow the ritual um, currently uh, happening down on Drake uh, to continue. May, may we respond to the, uh, to the accusation? Absolutely. Opening statements, uh, the defendants first. Um, it seems that your initial confusion with this with the situation or the objection you have is that the, my, my defendant here uh, Prince Huck uh, broke the the law, the the natural law, by transforming himself from Puka to Halfling. Correct. Uh, that is correct. Um, the the ritual we've been privy to. Uh, the objective is to return him to his Puka uh, form. Correct. And that is correct. So we are attempting to write uh, what you have deemed a breach of law, and you seem to be standing in the way of it. Could you explain to me why? 
Uh, and at that moment in time, um, you hear Calliot uh, speak up for the first time. And go, oh, well, see, the thing is, boys, that um, when something dies, like Hook's Pooka form, you gotta let it decay. And it's currently decaying in his halfling form, and that is the way of nature and the law. You cannot um, be reborn. You cannot um, re-sprout yourself from unfertile grounds. My realm is decaying. This young pup here needs to, well, you know. So should we prove our case this evening and um, and then Huck is allowed to re- return to his puka form? How would that even happen? It sounds like that 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 bridge can't be recrossed. Well, if you uh, prove your case that Hook meant no harm by um, this insult to law, then uh, Hook will not decay uh, and will not uh, find himself crumbling within himself and be returned to his natural state. And at the phrase natural state, you hear uh, Malin and from Beyond, well, yeah, yeah, natural state's good for me. Thanks. <laughs> you, you got this, lads. You didn't need me at all. Um, Keep going. Uh, so, might I speak for myself then? Um, no, it's fine. We'll sit down. You've got it under control. Don't worry. No, uh, it's fine. Absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. No, it's fine. I'll sorry, Arlington. It's I'll just, you know. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, well, you see what's happened to my friend now. He's, he's been put out. Um, and that's a small point. I've made a lot of friends the way I am, and I've, made, I've done a lot of good. Um, and testament by the friends that I have here to help me. But first and foremost, um, I mean, what is a puka if not a thing that changes itself and is fluid in what thing it is? I don't think I did anything except for maybe extend um, the definition a bit to include halflings. Um, But I certainly didn't ken that I was, there was anything I wasn't allowed to change into. Sure, I can change into all sorts. so, you know, it doesn't seem that bad. And then on on uh, on the point of uh, whether or not it was good or bad, I didn't harm anyone from doing it, except for myself. And I have autonomy over my own body and my own things. On top of that, he says, yeah, yeah sorry, uh, uh, the, smell, the lad who smells of Connemara, um... <laughs> I've been in my head. I'm a woman. Uh, the lady, not clear. Uh, sorry, the boyo, uh, the the folk. Mm. <laughs> the and a little, a little plume of smoke comes out of this dragonborn snout. <laughs> <laughs> um, she said that the natural order is that things would decay, but if if the court so rules, that won't be the case at all. So it's not exactly set in stone, you know this decaying thing. Uh, it's obviously not the natural way of things because the natural way of things are the things the way they are. That's how that's how nature be. <laughs> make a make a persuasion check with advantage. Cool. You I made also... a lot of uh, very good points. And, and Madeline McClear goes, yeah, but like, the way of things is the way they be. And if they, they change, that's the way they be too. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, 
solid yeah. defense. On top of that, my glasses, if I'm speaking, if I'm doing public speaking, um, any performance checks get get advantage anyway. So like all my, oh, nice. any public speaking, yeah. I have advantage of, because they're all in underwear. Um, <laughs> the little snail in the top house is wearing delightful snail underwear. <laughs> he was naked before, but now he's wearing underwear. <laughs> okay, so advantage on, uh, what was it, persuasion? Persuasion, yeah. Cool. Persuasion is eight. So yeah, sorry, sorry. It's advantage on performance, but this is persuasion, so it's different. Um, okay. Good thing I have advantage. That was a nine. So we're looking at seventeen at lowest. And that was a six. So seventeen. <laughs> seventeen is a good opening statement. Yeah, that's decent. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that, that sets the level. You get the feeling that some of the, definitely some of the Feywild creatures there, especially the centaurs, like, poopers do change a lot, and to be honest, I don't know the difference between them changing into donkeys and hares and halflings. So, like, what's the big deal, lads? <laughs> I mean, honestly, come on. People of the world! <laughs> <laughs> um, with our opening statements done, um, now for some witness uh, testimonies, um, Kalyat, do you have any witnesses to call to the stand? You go, well, uh, I don't mind if if these little piss pots go first. I I think it's important for the defense to go after the attack, as it were. <laughs> I'm no, after, after you. <laughs> <laughs> I move that the prosecution goes first. I see we got ourselves a standoff. I can't defend against anything if if I don't know what you're going to say. Uh, we missed the part of your counsel. You were you were speaking up. What what did you have to say? Um, we what what are the limitations? I'm sorry. Are you are you, a, are you a we miss hero boy? <laughs> How dare you assume which I no? That's quite all right. You're right. <laughs> I I might just whisper to to the guy like like do we have a witness? Because I I I have a suggestion for a witness. I. We might we, we might be able to summon people here from wherever. I I I was I have an idea for a witness. So I I think it, I probably can't backfire. What would that? How would that possibly happen? No, it couldn't possibly. <laughs> who who are you thinking? Well, you know what? Let's surprise me. Um, could I I uh, uh, Ogmer, Um, could I call a witness? And obviously, this is a character that was played by played by ash but if, if it's not ash could it be one of the little pixies that was at the um tree that would have um witnessed our conversations with ash what was, what was the mayor called again oh yeah the mayor maybe evergreen evergreen yeah. Was he evergreen yeah, yeah 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 uh yeah you can you can call you can either call ted uh, in which case i will do my best ted impression uh, or you can call Evergreen, in which case I will also, equal chance, I'll do a good Evergreen impression. <laughs> I played one of them, but I don't remember either of them. <laughs> Let's um, see Ash. Let's see Ash. Yeah, Ted. Uh, you summon Ted. Okay. Oh. Icky. Hi, Ted. Hello. Um, I hope you don't mind. You're just going to have, uh, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, if, if, it, if it pleases the court, um, uh, Ooh, Ted, of course. Ted, do you you know this man? A gesturing to pup, to to her. Iggy, are you courting me? <laughs> <laughs> Focus, That's a pretty Ted. solid Ted. 
Okay. Uh, do I know this man? Do you know this man? Your Highness. And she gives a very deep bow. Yeah. And do you, do you remember when you met him um, recently and he came to you as a halfling? Yeah, that was yesterday or the day before or maybe today. Yes. And, and do you remember, did he recognise you? At first, no. And then I think he said he did, but I don't think I believed him. Yes, did, why didn't he recognize you? Did you... Well, if I remember this correctly, and you can see Ted's getting a little bit of a headache. Um, Hawk put a curse on himself that made him forget himself, and then he turned himself into a halfling, which meant that he was no longer the king's son, Puka, prince, and he was now just a random person who's not our king's son prince but is our king's son's prince and he's not himself Co correct exactly. excellent ted but just just to confirm when we first objection <laughs> objection objection um if he's not himself who is he i was oh. like um over overruled that's <laughs> <laughs> a good judge continue with your uh question uh, I just want you to confirm for us, Ted, that when we approached that tree, Huck did not know you or what you were referring to. That and is I, correct. I would like the court to know that before, up until this point, he did not know that order and law had been disrespected in this way. And when he did discover, he made it his immediate goal to rectify this. And that is why we are here today. So he agrees with you, Agma, that the law must be respected. And we must right this wrong, and we must return him to his original form. And the, the and as soon as he discovered this, um, as my witness can say, uh, this is what this is what we are trying to do here. That was incredibly wise, Ignatius. <laughs> I just um, wanted to see Ted. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> We've been plotting the end of the world with your mother. And then Ted just. <laughs> disappears out of existence. I was wondering the wisdom of, of calling towards someone who's potentially an enemy. Oh yeah, well that's good. I wouldn't have thought that was a bad thing to do. I nearly called my mom, so. <laughs> uh, mom, I'm in a lot of trouble. Can you just come bail me out? It's just a way of using magic to see your mother, isn't it? <laughs> I, just, I just like when so I get good. to see her. Mom, um, will you tell the god of law that my friend's totally legit? Come on. <laughs> Can I um, can I add to that point now that uh, well Ted's gone? She said that I was royalty and royalty of the Fae and the Prince and and sure what is the law of the land but the law of the the land for the royalty that the royalty dictate. That is uh, that is incredibly convincing argument, Iggy. I want you to roll with advantage, given that you were the main sort of question as asker and and uh, Hook, you are helping with being yeah. like. I'm fucking royalty, man. Thank you for asking me to roll for that, because that is a 28. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, that like a, one that, of the jury like, goes, oh, no, that's a priest. Uh, you, you, you're swaying more and more of the jury uh, with this this line of questioning. Uh, and Kelly goes, I was going to cross-question the witness, <laughs> but I guess they done bamfed. I will. You could have gone first. You snooze, you lose. That is the law of the land. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. 
Um, and then the black man in the McLear wakes up. <laughs> oh, no, I fucking lost. <laughs> yeah, it's a new type That's... of the game. You lose every time you go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Which you currently are asleep. So, yeah. uh, blah, 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 and you oh, lost. That's I, I thought of that. I decided not to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there any other witnesses uh, on behalf of the defendant? I, I believe we have most of your case in front of us now today. I well, I can I can't think of anyone. Um, um, they all they all serve the same purpose. I think you could call any witness you want to, Numi, and they'd say I have been who I am and should be who I am. I agree with that. Yeah, I think we're. I, th I think we're. We're. We're happy to stand with those. Uh, th with our case as it stands. Interesting. You should say that. Call any witness. I call to the stand, uh, Miss Ignatius O'Flaw. Oh, flattered. <laughs> oh, uh, is that Iggy? <laughs> <laughs> that is me. That's my. Uh, my father calls me that. You're on my side. Just remember. This is surely most irregular. I'm going to uh, I'm going to adjust my fake collar, which just means like in the, the the slate. Like, okay, I walk up, still holding slate. Shouldn't it? Wouldn't it be an element of of bias? You can't have a witness who's in the. She's working for me. I'm just looking out for your own case, but I mean, she's she's in my favor. This should be grand, but don't you think that's a conflict of interests? Yes, I can absolutely stand cross-examination. There's no way I can fuck this up. <laughs> um, I think it is within the right of uh, this goddess to call whoever they wish. Uh, and Piggy seems I... like a good witness of character for you, given that, uh, yes, in indeed, she is defending you as the counsel, but also you are in defense of yourself, the halfling, and in which case Iggy... Uh, might know you, the halfling, better than you, the puka. I, sure. I could see that. I put it. So together. I'm afraid uh, sustained. Is, is me the puka that different from me, the halfling? Sure, it's just it's just a body. Well, that in there is the uh, entire point of today's procedures. Have you ever heard? Of this, see, there's this halfling. He's called Theseus. <laughs> and he has this boat. And he replaces a bit of the boat every once in a while. And, you know, it's the same boat. It's his boat. And then after a while, he's replaced all of the bits of the boat. But it's still his boat. You know? You can. And if it's still his boat, but all of the bits have changed, then... Look, uh, oh, the ocean. Yes, I understand. <laughs> then the body doesn't really matter. A tear is coming down my eyes. Like that's so true. It's an old, it's an old halfling Theseus. He was a friend of Euclid. <laughs> I'm afraid <laughs> I'm stealing. <laughs> is, your, is your degree really coming? You're like this is what I'm training yeah. for. It's as well to have done a degree in philosophy and classical studies, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> so that one day you'd be role-playing your own soul. <laughs> I've argued for personal identity for so long. Um, sorry. Uh, feel free to roll a persuasion check with the disadvantage for using someone else's uh, folklore and mythology and history. That sounds an awful lot like Greek or Roman and not Irish. 
<laughs> Take that to. I don't think it's mythology, more philosophy. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's 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 not it, actually Theseus. To be, to, be clear, to be clear, Theseus is an example. He wasn't actually there. I don't think there's a story where he replaced every bit of his boat. There isn't a myth in which it happens. So we were saying it's not true. In which case, it's sustained. We will question. The veracity of the story doesn't matter. The 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 moral of the story matters. You get the feeling uh, that Agma, the god of law, is quite a literal man, um, and uh, that it, it is lost on him, this idea that something could be make-believe true. I, but it's the argument. The argument itself is the bit that matters, and the argument was that, you know, if, if anyone had a boat and they changed all of the parts, it'd still be their boat, you know? Mm-hmm. In which case, in property law... The deed of the boat would go to the owner. Aye, so they'd have the boat. So is that, is I, even if I change, even if I change my body, I still own my body. Hmm. You make a compelling point. Um, I'm not sure that uh, in any way is added to the current procedures. Uh. I disagree. <laughs> hmm. It's about whether or not I should be able to change my body and who's who's truly Huck. And sure, it doesn't matter what I look like on the outside. It matters how I feel on the inside. Another tear coming from the other side. <laughs> well, um, in that case, uh, prosecution, would you like to continue with your... No, it's fine, just... Uh... That, that's a win. That's a win. We, we, good, good, good job. Some of the some of the fake creatures aren't happy with the fact that like the the theater of of a courtroom hasn't been played out in front of them, and that that you just kind of got a, a swish without from the from the half line mark. Classic Hollywood lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Um, selected the jury for that. If I you know if I if I had. Yeah. I hesitate to say this, but my final. Witness to call the stand is Arlington McGuinness. Oh, um, are you going to make the same complaint? Look, I well, you'd think it'd be exactly the same, it's but you'd more or less the same defense, yes. I would have said that we have precedence because you didn't bother calling Iggy, but uh, <sighs> and like a lot of smoke and turf and like the, <laughs> she sinks a little into the courtroom as she just decays the table in front of her Ooh, uh, she is fuming like on a first Saturday morning when the boats are coming in my goodness mm. I t it smells like a delicious whiskey like fresh picked mussels in a bog wonderful and horrific at the same time in which case I call my final final witness Hawk Flynnsire I mean, you understand the defense of the... <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sorry. In a, in a courtroom, the defendant can't be called as a witness. No, absolutely not. Yes, they're lawyers, maybe, but the person on trial can be called. I, yeah, I, yeah sure. Ask me. I'll, I'll go. Uh, you walk up and you take, uh, you take a seat and she leans forward. <laughs> And she takes a deep breath and this sort of smoke just curls around and, and almost gives her like a, a halo. 
I have one question. <clears throat> Why do you want to change back? Because it's who I am. And because I have my rights. I have the right to change. I didn't make know what pers- to do Make a persuasion check. Sure. At uh, this time, just straight. Okay. Oh, that's 10, 18. 18. Um, is there anything Arlington or Iggy want to add to this? Um, no, I think just uh, an emphatic nodding and like, uh, and like touching my heart a little bit and like, oh, just being visibly touched. Um, oh, I can we... give myself, I can give myself advantage. Yeah, you can do. Oh, you meant there was actual helpful things maybe I could have done? Like No, me- no, I wasn't I wasn't talking about you. I was I was I was trying to think of things I could do to help. Um <laughs> you came to the wrong place, pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm giving you I'm giving you I'm giving you kudos. Yeah. <laughs> I just believe in you. Yeah. Um Well I wanna so, help help the jury feel the sorrow for him. Do we were the what is the jury made up of? Like, what sort of races? Like, are there, are there a lot of the Fae in, in the jury? It's exclusively Fae. Um, okay. You see some pixies, you see a centaur, uh, the tiny snail with the top hat, a fox who seems to glow. Uh, there is, what you thought was actually decoration in the courtroom it happens to be an awakened shrub. You know, okay. <laughs> part of the jury, right? Okay. Um, so and they all, they all seem to be kind of, like, disinterested by the fact that there's no drama, right? Um, no, this, this last bit is, is sort of sweet. They were, they oh. kind of tipped a little bit away from not getting to hear from you, you two. Uninterested, sorry. Uh, specifically because disinterested is, is specifically for a law court. A judge, the judge should be disinterested in the case. It means to be unbiased and have no thing. To be uninterested is to not have any interest. Sorry, it's a... Peppy. <laughs> Objection, Arlington. <laughs> Sustain. Ben, no further questions. Keelan no. love this it's... court format. It's so suited to Keelan. And Keelan's like, no, hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just disinterested. Like, couldn't be more uh, course. You know. Um, actually. Yeah. I mean, the, ju- the jury's right. The jury should be disinterested. Uh, that's the point. That is an interesting distinction. I always thought disinterested was like lo- in the in the process of losing interest. So I've learned something today. Mm. Um. No, I'm not. I think that's a stupid gamble to make. I was going to try and make a scene, but I think if we've got them, we've got the hooks on them. For for a for a kind of a, a mechanical peek behind the curtain, you won them on your side at the beginning. You lost them with the the, the kind of proceeding procedures after that, and now you're at a kind of uh, you were oh, you were sorry. at advantage were disadvantage all... straight down at the middle, which sorry, is why they're kind of on side. Oh, then in that case, um, are we like making statements here or? Um, all you're doing at the moment is adding to Hook's answer in any way you might be able to, because it's um, kind of the final play. I'm going to, are we standing behind a table or anything like that? Like proper courtroom stuff? Standing uh, behind a table. I'm going to push my chair back and stand to my feet, uh, and kind of, uh, turn to the jury, uh, and implore them. It's like, I don't know if you're aware, but the, the worlds are colliding and that's not part of the natural order at all. And I'm going to. Try and smash the table for a like dramatic effect. We need all the heroes we can get. That's nice. Uh, yeah, make a. Uh, are you trying to intimidate the jury? I'm just trying to punctuate a point with some drama. 
Sorry, yes. I, I see what I was sorry in my so own entertain, I guess, more than more yeah. than intimidate. Yeah. Actually what I'm doing, so you guys don't need to roll at all. What that was is based on Hooks 18, just nudging it one way or the other. Uh, and both of you have. And Augman goes, Well, I think we've heard all we need to hear today. And um you find yourself floating backwards into your own consciousness and and as you do arlington as you pass my like, see you soon fella good job take care, take care of yourself now yep oh a um, nice man you find your consciousness floating back towards the ritual chamber in the spa and the sound of cobra's voice is no longer with you at where she stood you see a crumpled pile of clothes. Um, okay. Can I go over to the clothes, kind of just like ruffle through them and see what, uh, I'm just going, uh, Cobra, Cobra, hello. Um. And the door opens, ah, you're all awake, uh, feeling refreshed, I hope, and Dober steps, uh, Cobra steps in wearing some leaves of modesty. Just got myself a treatment, actually. I just thought while you were away, um, it'd be fine just to, get you know, spruce up the old... We've we've had a slight evaporation related emergency. Um, I'm going to point to the clouds. Ah, sure. I just left them there because you know, when in when in the healing baths, just whoop zip. We we just have some maybe trauma related to people sort of um, disappearing into thin air. So sorry, that gave us a bit of fright there. Uh, no worries. Is, uh, is is Hook in the room? Hook is in the room, and Hook, as you set up uh, Iggy and Arlington, you you see this. Um, as the shadow is cast from these four braziers in the wall, these two large ears just kind of sit up. And this rather uh, hair-like face kind of looks towards you. And it has the expression of Huck. And that is where we will leave tonight's episode of Homebrew. We're going to kill a rabbit that's clearly eaten our friend. Can I just say, uh, what's up, What's up, Doc? <laughs> no, for copyright it's reasons, up. you may not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as as transformation successful, um, aftermath of transformation unconclusive. We don't know whether you've gotten those uh, sweet sweet ability points back. We will find out um, next time on Homebrew, which will be in two weeks' time. So we will be back in two weeks. Um, it won't bring me down an entire uh, modifier, but I kind of like the idea of having minus two to charisma. <laughs> <laughs> That no, would be so debilitating, and I would lean into it very hard. <laughs> if you are if you're watching live, uh, please do share this episode. Talk about it on social media with your friends. If you're watching on demand, there should be a subscribe button over um, over Wes's face, somewhere in that corner, somewhere uh, in the bottom right corner. Yeah, in that direction. I've just realized actually sorry, that does bring me down to minus two. So, so subscribe to find out more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, subscribe to find out if they uh, gained an attribute and lost an attribute. They they give it and take it away in the game of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, do share the podcast with people who haven't necessarily started the show. It's a good place to jump in, and then you can kind of jump onto the uh, the video, the multi format version. Do all the bits. You know the bits. You know how to help shows. Click this every button you can see within range. A huge uh, thank you to uh, our tech team. Oh, sorry. Yep. No, uh, if Gav was here, he would get the Love Island reference that is do, do bits, but do the bits. Um, Gav knows Love Island, so <laughs> he's trash like me. <laughs> 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 Sorry. 
That'd be a good name for a Love Island podcast, actually. Just trash like me. Yeah, very. Oh, good. there you go. They do the bits. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty Probably. patent. Uh, we will be back in two weeks time a huge thank you to our tech team Paul and Angus uh, for keeping the stream up and running during during remote doing all that stuff episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's in a very hot room we literally saw (laughs) our tech guy it's like 28 degrees celsius there which is madness um we'll be back in two weeks time um in galecon is about five weeks time and we'll be doing a bunch of stuff there it's online so you should be able to get involved no matter where you are in the world depending on your time zones hopefully see you there until then look after yourselves um be sound to one another good night and joy be with you all this has been the homebrew quest podcast thanks for listening see you next time